This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Welcome to the Cultaholic Wrestling Podcast. If you like a lot of wrestling on YouTube, join our cult. Hello and welcome to the Cultaholic Wrestling Podcast. What a meal deal of a crew we have for you today. First of all, the big sandwich himself. So full of information and crusts that you will not need to eat another wrestling video or podcast for at least one hour. This is Ross on Wrestling. Hello, Matthew. Am I a ham sandwich? Am I a, a ham and cheese sandwich? Maybe the uh, the chicken... What was it? The barbecue chicken and cheese. That's an exotic one, isn't it? That is an exotic one. Uh, yes, you are an exotic sandwich, Ross. Thank you, Matthew. I it's am an, ex- an exotic so sandwich. <laughs> Moving on. The energy drink we all need to get us through these days of pure hell and exhaustion. The little ripper himself, Jack the Jobber. Hiya. Uh, thank you. Cheers. Thanks I'm finalising this. Oh, I'll just talk over you like you, a rude what, person. No, go on. What have you made yourself? I'm excited. I was going to say, and completing this meal deal selection, the fruit that you're getting with it to justify the other bits of the meal that aren't good for you, they didn't ask for. It's Mafu. No. <laughs> you are definitely a bag, Mafu. A bag of quavers. Oh. Light and airy. Not much on the stand. I don't know what I'm going here. I can't do what you do, Matthew, for a living. It's fantastic. Anyway, I need to speak something into happening. The Masters of Cool. Why is the five-star wrestling tag team <laughs> coming behind you? On Twitter, after Monday Night Raw, Carlito put a tweet out, so I need to help make it happen. He was like, let's get this. Let's get this bad lad Chris Masters back into WWE. And I, I replied saying, five-star wrestling's taken over. So to help the, help the cause... The five-star Tron is behind me, and the Masters of Cool are either side of me. Even though it now looks like I'm part of the Masters of Cool as well. It's a dream come true, everybody, on the Cult Alec Wrestling podcast. But the Masters of Cool have got to make a return to WWE soon. There are quite a lot of five-star wrestling greats in WWE who could form a stable. Morrison, mm. AJ, Rey Mysterio. Um, Gibson. Zach Gibson. The Bastard. The, the Bastard? Dave Mastiff. Oh, I thought you meant Pat. Oh, that I was like, bastard. Oh, right, 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 right. Oh, the other bastard, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> That's lovely. Someone on Twitter said, well, if WWE really want to get Chris Masters, all they need to do to make him appear is download PCW stuff. <laughs> <laughs> yes. That's yes. a very old joke for people there. But apart from the amazing intro and the thing that people only appreciate if they are watching the video version, 
uh, the people on podcast can uh, go walk off a pier, I guess. How the hell are you, Ross? I'm not too bad, Matthew. It's, um, yeah, just, it's it's much the same. Another week in lockdown. I don't know what else to say. You go to work, you go home. That's all you got to do. But thankful yeah. for my health, kind of, and yeah, everything's holding together just about. How are you? I'm all right. I decided at a moment of uh, insanity that I should strongly reduce my caffeine intake. Uh, I'm kind of there. It turns out going cold turkey from caffeine to no caffeine is a horrible idea that I don't recommend anybody do because I spent all of Monday walking around like my head was full of cotton wool. So it's going all right. I've heard this, like when you just cut it out completely straight away, headaches are just there for like days straight. Yeah, I couldn't. Caffeine is too essential to me being alive. (laughs) Right. So instead of doing cold turkey, I'm doing lukewarm turkey and having just a little bit of coffee a day rather than you know hooking up to my veins like i used to so the headaches are still there but my brain has gotten used to it now i think it was under protest the first few days but aside from that nothing interesting with me jack do you have anything interesting report no i've, I've been i've been holding on to a, a story that i remembered from from a few years ago that happened to me but there's been nowhere to fit it in yet i'm waiting for a question in the mailbag that i can twist to fit the story but it's not happened yet and it's not going to happen this week either but that's something that i thought i should just reveal to everybody that's my news this week (laughs) it's a sad state of affairs this like this lockdown that's our version of like a backstage bit with kenny omega don Callis, and the young books was like oh yeah see the sowing the seeds there for the the amazing story jack will tell as part of jack's story time but it's not come up yet organically and i don't want to force it too much I'm willing to force it a little bit, but it hasn't come up yet. You might as well do it now. You've teased no, no. us. You've teased too, us enough. It's too long for the too long for the intro. Come on. Nothing's too long for the intro. We're gonna waste no. t- plenty of time later. We might as well start now. I'm not doing it. I'm gonna oh. save it for another time, and then and then people listening to this in a few weeks when there is a question, I can then go. This is it. This is the one. So we'll know then. Mm. I reckon it'll only be a week or two before someone deliberately sends in an email enticing me to do it. It's all right. We'll just send someone from Wales to send you a lover, lovely, lovely message like last week. Wales? Oh yeah, he was horrible. Him? <laughs> no, he, was he wasn't. He wasn't really. He did a he selfie. Did. He did a selfie did. where he said, "This was my face when Jack called me a dick," and it just made me feel bad. It made me remember, you know, there's people there. There's people on the other side of these nameless. Well, no, these names without an image, but there are people there. Um, <clears throat> to to add to that point, I'd like to remind everybody that we are humans as well. We're not just entertainment robots. God, but I know it's all good. There's no heat between us, brother. <laughs> is there not? Oh, no. no. Well, better move on to where there is real heat, and that is the news. It emerged last night that Lars Sullivan has been quietly released by WWE sometime in January. <clears throat> His last appearance on TV was November 6th. 2020. Uh, Fightful Select reached out to Sullivan following his release, and Lars confirmed he had been let go by WWE. He admitted he was surprised the company hadn't made an announcement about his departure. But he put it down, he, sorry, he put it down to WWE being nice and said they handle his departure with compassion and honesty. Two things obviously Lars Sullivan knows a lot about. <laughs> Sullivan told WWE he was finished wrestling after fighting crippling anxiety issues. Uh, he said that he often struggled to eat at TV tapings and had trouble sleeping. He said he was his own worst enemy and called some of his actions idiocy and his own selfish behaviour. Uh, the loss of his father was also 
added to what was a difficult 2019 for the former WWE superstar, and he's probably going to be out of wrestling as a result. But thank WWE for all the stuff they did with him. Wow, good dude. After all that, I think I've enjoyed. You know, poking, what, uh, the last sort of an never-ending stream of bloody hell. Is this one of the worst little careers we've seen in WWE? But after that, I think a man who was said lots of horrible stuff in the past, had made it known that he's not a fan of the gays, who now everyone knows did gay porn, has got a lot on his plate enough about me digging in. So uh, any of the thoughts here, Jack, about the amazing Lars Sullivan, who, as many have pointed out, has more five-star rated matches from Dave Meltzer than Daniel Bryan has? <laughs> was that the ladder match? Um, it was the ladder match. Has Daniel Bryan got no five-star matches? Outrageous. Twitter told me this. I've investigated it, so... If you look at yeah. the uh, the list of Dave Meltzer five-star matches, it's like he stopped watching wrestling in the 2000s because it goes from, like, loads in the 90s to, like, three in the 2000s and then in the 2010s back to loads again. And with Lars Sullivan, obviously this isn't excusing stuff that he's done, but if that quote is true and if he genuinely means it and he realises that his past behaviour was stupid and, and, bought and offensive a lot of the time, then I, I think it's he's done the right thing, getting out of wrestling, getting out of the spotlight and trying to improve himself. So I think sounds like he's done the right thing, you know, get himself away. It's not for him. And he's admitted he was wrong. So, I, you know, I mean, I don't agree with a lot of what he's done in the past, but fair play in this instance, I guess. Yeah, basically what Jack said, if you're waiting for me there, Matthew, I don't know. After hearing all that, it's it's, it's hard to, to hear and you do hope he, he, he gets himself okay, but... It, that doesn't excuse what he did in the past, I don't think. So, yeah, it's a, it's a, a conflicting thing. A couple of, couple of sides to this sword, so to speak. Is that the saying? I've just said loads. A couple of sides to this sword. A couple I of like sides that. to this sword. Oh, <clears throat> end me now. <laughs> no, that's all right. I like that, Ross. That is a good Rossism. This is why you're the big sandwich. Hmm. <laughs> uh, my AM tested positive for COVID. So apparently taken from the Rumble, which we'll obviously get into later on, because we do this mm-hmm. chronologically, so that's why we'll skip the news here and go to all the stuff that has been happening on TV this week, which has been loads. Uh, WWE assigned Mego Satamora, the 26-year veteran of the Squared Circle, who's been wrestling since she was 15. She's been gayer, Sendai Girls, and a bunch of promotions that I have no chance getting right, so I won't say them. But also did Progress, Stardom, Dubex Dub, and everywhere bloody else. So if you're a fan of UK... Uh, wrestling in the last few years you'll have probably seen her because they were Young Classic over. God she was wasn't she she was in the Young Classic that. as well yeah the second one I think was she in the second one I want to say the second one it's all a blur to me that no, no. the, the no. Young Classic and the uh, Cruiserweight Classics mm. I'll take your word for it but anyway yeah she's been signed to NXT UK interesting choice there uh, also Tony Gill aka uh, Gursinda Singh from Impact Wrestling from a few years ago Lucky kid from Dubex Dub. And uh, usually I'd be the type of person to go, oh no, poor Dubex Dub. But they did absolutely nothing with them when they should have. Yeah. So you know, I feel I could be using them. Um, and Bailey Matthews, aka William Regal's son, mm. El Hio Del Regal, <laughs> are all going to be popping up in NXT UK soon, where I can't wait to read the reports of how the show is with them on. Any the thoughts of these magnificent signings, uh, Yoshi Expert, Jack, or Ross? <laughs> Uh, not really. <clears throat> the the Satamura one, I don't think is too much of a surprise, but you're right in saying that it's a strange choice. Just because she's got ties to the UK scene, hasn't she? She used to crop up in Fight Club Pro a lot and stuff. So I guess she knows a lot of people involved. Um, but it's not the best in terms of exposure, obviously, compared to the rest of WWE. But yeah. Mm. 
Yeah, I look forward to reading, reading those reports with you, Matthew. <laughs> I'll, I watch the takeovers when it comes to NXT UK, but that is it. I'm not inclined to watch the weekly thing whatsoever, unless a big match like Volta versus Dragunov happens. Good lad. So stick her in there with Volta, that's what we're saying. Oh, you know what? I'd watch that. <laughs> uh, also, apparently they're doing the progress best of Satomura on the network. Uh, she had three matches there, so I'll be fine. Uh-huh. <laughs> we announced Vengeance Day as a new NXT special. As apparently they have to recycle all these old names. We've had NXT In Your House, NXT Halloween Havoc. I don't know why they've said Vengeance Day. No. That sounds like a crap Steven Seagal film. Yes, it does. Has it does Judgment Day like... become cancelled? Is that can you oh, yeah. Judgment, Judgment Day anymore? They've combined them. Combined <laughs> Vengeance and Judgment Day. Yeah, that, that's what my immediate thought was. It's a, it is a strange one. I've got no idea why they would do it. Can't wait for payback, Lash guys. No. That's all right, actually. At least they can <laughs> stick the two together. That's good. I was, at least it's going to be better than the great Armageddon bash, as I've seen someone online say. <laughs> <laughs> Young boy, young boy, you there. What day is it? Why, tis vengeance day, sir. You just need to get Aiden English back, surely. <laughs> it's vengeance day. Oh, I miss him being doing stuff. He it's good, wasn't he? Golden tonsils himself. His old tag partner's about to be in Bloodsport again. So he's still getting booked. Simon Grimm. Yes. Oh, yeah. I, thought meant, I thought he meant Miro. I was like, what the hell's no, going on No, no. That would be, be cool. That would be cool. <laughs> but no. And obviously, the biggest news of wrestling this week is yes, turns out that long rumored 360 remake of Gold Knight has existed all these years. Someone's finally leaked it and it's been dumped online so we can all play it. Uh, hopefully, the person doesn't get told off because he seemed very worried in the YouTube description. But yes, Xbox Live, Xbox Live, who says that? The Xbox 360 remake of Gold Knight 007. Yes, it's real. Ha-ha. Right. I had some other bits of news, wrestling ones, if you wanted me to. Is there ones that we're going to be doing? Uh, stuff on TV because obviously it's so a lot I'll leave the one about the AEW New Japan partnership because we'll talk about right. that but uh, also he said, I, it, he said it already well, I've said it already now but also right, join us should I also <laughs> wait until later on to talk about the, the AEW women's tournament brackets as well that whole situation yeah, is there a situation alright yeah. oh, I'll wait okay well, cool. the, field, the field got announced Matthew it's a big situation yes. oh Matthew it's exciting oh no I saw, I saw AEW oh, right. it was fantastic well, it wasn't the best. Week. Anyway, um, oh. ah, well, I've got to be impartial, and it wasn't my favourite Dynamite ever, got to say. That's fine. You you be impartial, I'll be strongly biased. Okay. Are you adding more filters, Ross? <laughs> I just heard him Jack say that. I was expecting the speech bubble to be there, but it's down there next to Carlito's winky. Quick, um, turn your head. Stare at Carlito's winky. Yeah. No. Oh. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Seamless. I've just got them downloaded today. I didn't. I was like I, Tom did it a few weeks ago on a news video. Um, I did, had no idea there was these little things you can put on top. Like it's party time, everybody, and you can put a different hat on you. And it's, oh, it's, that oh. is so Tom Campbell. It's so yeah. cool, like, isn't it's it? It's so Tom. Like, Masks on everybody. Okay, keep that on. <laughs> I bet when he discovered that, he was the happiest man. I've enjoyed Tom's Twitch streams actually. He's been doing uh, Ocarina of Time, and he's called his character Dickhead, so that when he meets Zelda, she says, "What's your name, Dickhead?" That sounds familiar, and it's pretty, pretty good actually. Pretty good japes on the old Ocarina. Fantastic. That was the news. Get cracking <laughs> with the wrestling because there's lots of it this week. Everybody get excited for the Cultaholic Hall of Fame. And by wrestling, I of course mean the Hall of Fame segment. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you, voiceover man. Yeah, thank you. Made me look stupid for the 
19th of Conceit. Also, because there's always new people joining us every week, uh, I have been, when reading out these magnificent results, lovely compiled by Mr. Ross, I've been seeing condescending order. And apparently a few people have been going, no, Matthew, that's not the right word. Yes, that's right, because I was getting the other proper word incorrect. It's ascending if the numbers are going up. It's descending if the numbers are going down. But my stupid brain would see it sometimes and go, yes, but third place, second place, first place, is that going up or down, the numbers? <laughs> so I say condescending because it's easier. It's, it's, it's a little in-joke, guys. It's a little in-joke that we do. And now of, you're in of, on the in-joke. If, if you're new to the podcast, ah. there's loads of fun like that. We have a great... Ah, oh, God. Yeah. But sometimes you realise you get so caught up in these stupid things that you realise somebody's watching the first time going, why do you say that? Mm, do you think that? Does he think that's the right word? You know what the Oof. remedy is? New people watching. If you if this is your second ever Cultaholic Wrestling podcast, just go back to the start and watch them, <laughs> watch them all, all the way through. That's the only, the only thing you do, isn't it? Wow, what a stupid idea. Why would anyone willingly watch that again and watch it with their friends and watch it again back God. as a retrospective, Ross? Who, who knows, Matthew? Maybe, maybe someone will do it on the YouTube soon. Nah, I can't see that happening. Oh, well, we'll move on and say nothing more about it. In condescending <laughs> order, in third place, oh, really? Negative one's commentary from AW Dark, 20%. I thought that was a shoe in to be honest with you. So did I. He loves violence. People are heartless. Heartless, I think that's it. The only way to describe the people who listen and watch this. Second place, Pac's usage of the term Billy Big. Sorry, <clears throat> Billy Big Bollocks. Billy Big Bollocks. 28%. Yeah. Billy Big Bollocks. <laughs> In a shocker of an upset. It's not. First place, Kayla. 53%. Now, Ross, when you nominated Kayla, were you expecting her to actually win or was it just to prove a point? It was literally just to get back at the, the two or three people who called me words like pathetic on my stream. So I was like, yeah, I'll show you. You'll see. But no, I was expecting negative one. To romp home as he probably should have, but um, aye, she's in there, and all the all the all the best, all the best to her. Right, I've just realised. Yeah, Kayla was your mum. What? So I don't know if this is a bit on your part now, Matthew, because you got a name wrong. Last you got week. a name wrong last week, and you've now you've met, got you've, you've, she is wrong. You've, you've met her in, on a couple of occasions as well in person. <laughs> Where have I met your mum? She's, she's a girlfriend. Oh no! Oh no! Oh no! He's doing I'm this sorry. on purpose, isn't he? Yes, that's right. It's all a ruse. Oh, phenomenal! I forgot. Theme. I'm sorry. I'm like Kayla because I'm thinking like Kayla from WWE. What, what does she do this week? Have I forgotten? <laughs> Kayla Braxton. Oh, it's his mum. No, no, it's your girlfriend. I'm very sorry, Ross. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the story Jesus. was Matthew. She uh, she bought me a surprise McDonald's chicken select that's meal right. on my okay. uh, on the watch long stream. So, and then I was like. Uh, people were saying, oh, get her in the Hall of Fame, Ross. And I was like, no one wants to see us be soppy about our girlfriends on the on the podcast. And they were like, you're pathetic, Ross, putting the comments above your love and shh, bollocks like that. Um, yeah, so it's in there. My mom, Kayla. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Yes, I have met Kayla. She, she's probably going to unmeet me now after this. Bloody hell. <laughs> well, fantastic. Well, then it's a very worthy win. It's not a shocker at all. Of course, the people are going to nominate her. She's a lovely person. And she's with you, so... Why wouldn't they? But that does mean, Ross, near pressure, you go first for this week's Hall of Fame. I'm going for Negative One's commentary on AEW Dark because <laughs> it should have won last week. Again, he's come back this week with the fire uh, right, in the, right in the face of Excalibur, both in terms of verbal jibes and physical abuse. 
Um, I Love Violence is obviously the highlight of what he was doing this week, and he should be in our Hall of Fame. So hopefully he gets there this week. He should have been there last week. So we need to get him in there. I'm just going to keep nominating him until he gets in there. See, Negative this ones is, commentary. This is the week that breaks that breaks the Hall of... Like Wall Street, it exposes the flaw <laughs> in the Hall of Fame system because we'll watch it next week when it wins, and the only difference is the person who's nominated it. This is going to win next week now, Matthew. This is going to win. And it's there's nothing we can do. Not yeah. necessarily. It depends what you come back with. Oh, watch. Just, just. Uh-huh. <laughs> Ross has got, what do you mean, Jack? You know how you feel, Ross, when Pachini nominates, like, grass and gets it in? This is how everyone else feels about you on normal podcasts. Like, just yeah. disgusting. Yeah. Ross, to prove a point again with his, uh, what they call on, a subtle flex by picking the one that came third place. And yeah, I know it's going to win. Of course it a, is. It's so, it's such, I've been listening to a cricket podcast recently. It's daddy dick behaviour, as they call it. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah. Daddy dick behaviour. Dad, he's got it. They talk about the Indian cricket team, how they, they're the only uh, dead dick team in test cricket at the moment. They've got dead dick energy. <laughs> how, is that, how does that differ from big dick energy? Is that the same thing? Because not all dads have big dicks. I assume it just means confident dick energy. You know, they're confident in what they're doing. They've, they've got control of the situation. Dad dick energy. <laughs> That's called the Great Cricketer Podcast. It's very funny. Australians are funny. Yeah. I yeah. wish we were Australian. Uh, so, second place last week was you, Jack. Twas. I'm gonna. I'm gonna dip into the Beautiful dark. Beautiful chemistry again. No, no, I'm, I'm think, I'm building it up. I'm gonna, I'm doing oh, okay. like a real, like a real promo, like Eddie Kingston. Like oh, okay, go, like go ahead then, pal. I'm sorry. I, I'm gonna dip into the dark arts as well and try and manipulate the market like Ross has. And I'm gonna. I was. I, I didn't have one this week. Because I can't pick now Bethany, because Ross is—it's just not. She's not going to win. I'm going to look like the worst boyfriend. That's and pathetic. I know, but I'm going to look like the worst boyfriend. And she'll break up with me, and it's just not going to—it's not going to go down well. So instead, and now I'm going to get. She'll be like, "You've made me sound like a horrible person." Anyway, um, I'm going to nominate Ross's mom. <laughs> this is going to work, oh, bastard. I feel like I might have broken the system. Now I've never met Ross's mom. <laughs> But I'm sure she's a wonderful woman. I yeah. don't know. Her, don't even know her name, and I'm not going to ask for her name in case there's weird people out there trying to pure find out where people are and that. But I'm going to nominate Ross's mom. She's obviously great. I'm assuming has she got a similar sense of humour to you, Ross? Yeah, kind of. I. Um, there you go. Yeah. What more, what more all, reason do you all, need? All the fun. Got one of my ravishing Ross Twiddell t-shirts for Christmas. <laughs> she like it. <laughs> Of course she loved it. No, yeah. she, gave, she gave it straight to Kayla. <laughs> <laughs> Can't give a shirt to yourself. Um, no, I'm nominating not not Kayla, who's uh, let's remember is not is Ross's girlfriend. I'm nominating his actual his actual mum, and I'm gonna just see what happens. <laughs> his actual mum. Oh, and for everyone listening who doesn't use the word "mum's," our word for mum or mother. Uh. Ma- we say "mum." We're from the north. Come on. Uh, that's mine. I'm just going to see if that works. It's a little strategy. Matthew. Would she be the second mom in the Hall of Fame? Is Matthew's mom in there? She must be. She has to be. Yeah. Let's let's say yes, because she'll listen to this this week, and she'll mm-hmm. probably try and send me a message. Can I be in the Hall of Fame? If Ross's mom's in the Hall of Fame, I'm going to be the Hall of Fame, so I'm like, oh, <laughs> God, all right. Thankfully, my mom doesn't give a solitary, like she doesn't care. <laughs> I mean, I don't think mine does either. Like, No, no, but I mean... <laughs> She might sure go if she in. wins. I'm interested to see if this works. Well, I'm absolutely deserving of this drubbing I'm getting right now. 
Uh, my pick for the Hall of Fame is not a mum or a girlfriend. It is instead Billy Kay. <laughs> so got, what an odd one out here. <laughs> right. Billy Kay, yeah, and that wonderful wrestling. wrestling thing. So Rumble was last Sunday. My housemate, because he's had a weird sleep pattern, was milling around. I went, hey, do you actually want to watch the Rumble? And he went, yeah, all right. Is like, he a wrestler? Does he know anything about any wrestling? Not film? really. Oh, this is going to be good. Which is great because this is how good the Rumble is. I don't think people appreciate this, uh, people who are out the bubble. There's lots of non-wrestling friends I have, and they go, I'm not watching Mania, I'm watching some some bollocks or Vengeance Day. I'm definitely, not, definitely not watching that, pal. That sounds awful. But the Rumble does bring the normal people who are kind of like, oh, if you're all watching it and getting together, oh, all right, I'll be sociable and watch it because it's one half wrestling one half game show. It's fantastic. If you don't know anything about that, it's like, look, those feet can't touch the ground. All right, cool, I'm invested. Especially if you do the the hat with the numbers in and stuff like that. Oh, it's great. So me and my housemate are watching it, and he's like half paying attention. He's half paying Animal Crossing because he loves that game. But Billy Kay, everything she did in the Women's Rumble, having the 8 by 10 shaking hands, doing commentary, howling. Howling with laughter. The highlight of that show for my housemate, who was kind of like, all right, I know what wrestling is, but like, whatever. I'd also like to point out, even though I'm supposed to be talking about Billy Kay, that my housemate uh, correctly predicted the winner of the Women's Rumble, and I didn't. And wow. I do the Cultaholic Wrestling Podcast every week. <laughs> uh, so well done, pal. But Billy Kay was so damn entertaining during this because she's kind of been all right with the Ruby Riot stuff. She was way better with the Iconics, I feel, but she's kind of all right now. She was She was the MVP not actually called MVP of this rumble. There was a lot of stuff, good stuff going on. So Billy Kay, for impressing my housemate, for making him enjoy watching the rumble. Thank you very much. You're very funny. Thank you, Billy Kay. Australians are funny. Why am I talking as if she's here? It's another example of Australians being funny. It's yeah. interesting, isn't it, when someone who doesn't know about wrestling watches it. It's interesting to see what different things grab their attention. What they're We're looking for stuff. They're just open mind. It's really interesting. Is your pal sticking about in the wrestling now? Is he hooked? Absolutely not. <laughs> I think he's realised you just go on YouTube or uh, Instagram and just see the highlights of Billy Kay on there. <laughs> so he's a Billy Kay fan, but not a wrestling fan. I think now he is, yeah. Right. It's interesting. Like That's the reason I'm sat here today. Probably the Rumble. The one when Seamus won. That was my first event back in many years. And that got me hooked. And that, was a, <laughs> that, that was a crap one. <laughs> <laughs> Like, you know what? I think thinking about it, uh, thanks to the powers of Daily Motion back then, I was able to watch the Rumble 2007 after not watching any WWE in years and years and years. Right. God, yeah. The Rumble, bringing people together. What, what was your Rumble, Jack, that brought you back into it? It wasn't. It was... Uh, I, I was starting to get dip my toes back in, but the thing that got me fully back in was Money in the Bank 2011. So it wasn't even a Rumble. So my first Rumble back would have also been the Sheamus one. <laughs> The best what a, one. What an iconic rumble that is. Lovely. What a wonderful selection of Hall of Fame picks. And to remind ourselves what they are, Ross is picking my pick from last week. Negative ones, country and AW Dark. So feel free. Feel free to make me look silly. That's fine. I can take it. Uh, Jack is nominating uh, his lass, I think. <laughs> he's no, he's signed on Ross's mum. He's, Ross, he's got to be kidding by this point. <laughs> Ross's mum. Mm-hmm. And we put her down <laughs> Ross's mum. Yeah, 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 we'll I'm, I'm not putting her actual name in there. No. Okay, so <laughs> actually Ross's mum is her official name. That's fine. Dave. 
Dave, Ross's mum, <laughs> and Billy Kay. Wow. Three wonderful picks there, and they're all for you. Right at patreon.com forward slash goldaholic. I know whatever I say there, Jack Jack claps. (laughs) It's good. I never know what's going to happen. It's always a mystery. Try and mix it up every week. One day I'll find a good one. One will just be go vote, you bastards. (laughs) Uh, So yeah, patreon.com forward slash goldaholic. Have fun voting. That's us. This week in the wrestling. It's this bloody week in the wrestling. (laughs) This week in wrestling. Oh, could we just make that? Could we just miss SmackDown? What happened to my brain there? I'm very sorry. No, we sorry. can't miss SmackDown because there's oh, crucial okay. build to the Rumble, but we can fly, we can whiz through it, though. There's not much to speak about SmackDown because yeah. it was yeah. like not much actually happened, but it did hype interest for the Rumble, which was a good go home show feel, in my honest opinion, as I sit here as a journalist of the great sport of professional wrestling. Well, you've nailed it. Uh, the Rumble. Okay, okay, SmackDown. Daniel Bryan opens the show with a promo about how he's determined to win the Rumble. AJ Styles interrupts with Omos, and they explain that this episode is a brand-to-brand invitational. Oh, hooray, someone's typed here. Uh, AJ challenges Bryan for later in the night, and Bryan says if Styles is as great as he says he is, he should leave Omos in the back. Uh, Bianca Belair cleanly defeats Bailey in the highlight of the show, I thought, and states her intention to win the Royal Rumble. Good prediction. Hmm. King Corbin beats Dominic Mysterio with Ray on commentary. Ray attacks Corbin afterwards and checks on his son. Half of this was beautiful and crisp and Dominic looked like he belonged there. And the other half was, oh God, don't do that. And I forgot to mention it in my Rumble recap a little bit in a sec. But then didn't Dominic eliminate Corbin from the Rumble to get revenge? He did. Yeah, cool. And then Lashley threw Dominic. Like, yeah, he was the little employee... And Dominic was your shopping. <laughs> Fantastic. Uh, Roman Reigns and Kevin Owens have an intense split-screen interview to build up to their Universal title match. I enjoyed this. It was a good promo by both men, but I also enjoyed Roman Reigns going, ah, beep, switching Kevin off. I loved how he took it straight away to, like, my dad's cleverer than your dad. <laughs> what a dickhead. Yeah. Styles and Brian have their match, but would you believe it, ladies and gentlemen? It breaks down due to interference from Sami Zayn, Big E, and Cesaro. Then Nakamura takes Brian's side of his former friends, and it turns into a six-man tag. Who'd have thunk it? But then... More interference makes it an eight-man tag. Good God. Also featuring Miz, Morrison, Otis, and Sheamus. Sheamus wins it with a bro kick on Zayn, but gets beaten down. Then Braun Strowman returns to make the save and let people know that he exists. I mean, I don't know what the end of it, what this last portion of SmackDown was about, really. It demonstrated, Jack, how everything goes completely bollocks sideways when Adam Pearce is not in the building. Because Adam yeah. Pearce, Adam Pearce was given the night off. I told to go away by Roman and Paul, wasn't he? Sonia, where she was, I've got no idea. Is in her new role as Adam Pearce's assistant. And yeah, Monday Night Raw's creative team took over SmackDown and made a horrible ending. I th- wait, nah, it's not horrible. It was exciting, but it was also very confusing. Yeah, it wasn't the cleanest build. No. But, you know. But it's the Rumble. And I've given Dewey some slack this year because COVID and everything else happening, you know, it's all right, fine, whatever. It doesn't matter. It's the Rumble. It's the Rumble. Now, we're going to recap the Rumble. And I'm excited now as I was and was getting ready to watch the Rumble on Sunday when I had my delicious Cantonese-style duck with the Ooh. plum sauce Ooh. and the little pancakes. Hello. And it was nowhere near as good as it should have been. But even an all right 
duck was all right. So no was, duck at all. Where was this purchased from, Matthew? Uh, no, I'm not going to do that. I think that's Go on, what, we should avoid <laughs> no, this. No, this no, is no, no, PSA. No. Avoid the duck from? No, it wasn't like avoid. It wasn't bad, but I've had so much better over the years. And I think I placed this at the, it was like the last order. It's supposed to take an hour to order, and it came in 20 minutes. So I think it was my own fall for ordering it that late. And they went, who's ordering duck? At the- oh, you bag of... Right, quickly as possible, then we can get home, all right? So I've, I deserved it. But it doesn't matter. What does matter is, what did you fellas have to eat or to enjoy? No, I was in bed, me. I was... <laughs> oh, you didn't watch your Rumble Live? No, no, I, I was in work the next day for a full day. So I, oh, I got, God bless you. Oh. got in the office at like 7 a.m. on Monday morning. So I was oh. just in bed. I was working... During the Rumble, that was my shift, so I ate beforehand, sadly, Matthew. It wasn't a very authentic Rumble viewing experience, but me and Owen still got excited. Our two picks were the last two in the women's match, and we both went, oh, it's the last two, and then realised that we were sat completely on our own, and it was very embarrassing. <laughs> Aww. But, you know. That's great. Mm, it was a good, well, good moment. The one benefit of Cultaholic not wanting anything to do with us, apart from one day a week, is that it's like, oh, anything happening? No, cool, I'll just watch Rumble like I'm 12 then. Rumble, <laughs> Rumble, Duck. Pre-show. Nia Jackson, Shayna Baszler win the tag titles from Charlotte Flair and Asuka. Sorry, I'll learn how to speak eventually. Asuka with a big assist from Lacey Evans and uh, ODF, it says here. Old Dirty Flair. Oh, okay, very good. Yeah. Yeah, hey, no way. Baby... He ain't got any money. <laughs> <laughs> he's he's now trying. He's now flagrantly harming his daughter. He got Lacey Evans to punch her in the face with brass but knuckles. Somebody sent me this. I think it was in the YouTube comments. Actually, one of my videos this week on Raw Talk. They've actually explained why. It's because Lacey Evans wants to learn from Ric Flair, and Ric Flair wants to be the greatest manager and all this stuff. And he just wants to take over wrestling, basically, once again. Crucial stuff. I've, I've, to be honest with you, I've half forgotten what the reason was. But watch this week's Raw Talk, and you'll understand why Ric Flair is doing what he's doing. It's something they haven't said on the Rumble or the Raw after the Rumble or any other Raw like over the past few uh, weeks or whatever. So watch this week's Raw Talk, because I've half forgotten it as I was speaking about it there. <laughs> But they do tell you why. You've sold that to us. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. It's the women's tag division. Don't care. Drew McIntyre beats Goldberg. Phew. To retain the WWE Championship. Probably for the best. Yeah, it's exactly what the match could be. uh, Without without the horrible thing happened that we all dreaded. Would not happen. Goldberg lost. Drew looked all right. Next. I mean, after... After Drew kicked out of the jackhammer, I thought, well, he's definitely winning because Goldberg's not going to hit a second one, <laughs> second one of them. But he did it. He did it. He, I was worried when because Drew's really tall. I thought this could go badly wrong, but he did it. It, it. I'm glad it went how it did. Mafia, I want to throw something at you that I threw a jack on the Tuesday news video. Can Do I you have... reckon Goldberg, right, in the build-up to that match, was supposed to win? But Goldberg actually said, nah, nah, the right thing to do here is for Drew to win. Because I think it's a bit, a bit like sort of like, you know, a bit like, oh, I can see him going already. A bit like the amount of times that Drew McIntyre said thank you to Goldberg in various forms. He did it in, in, in the promo on Raw, which we'll speak about later. He's openly said thank you, Bill. And Goldberg didn't look right to me when he was walking down the ring. Like something had gone, you know, something that wasn't, you know, what, not, not of the normal. Not of the norm. Nah. Do you, right not? Do you really not? No, I, I think we're giving... Bill Goldberg, too much credit uh, for his powers to show up and do three moves. Um, no. I think wow. they went, hmm, 
probably wouldn't be a good idea to have Goldberg win. Oh, they saw, saw it beforehand. Goldberg, you know how you beat The Fiend last time? Yeah, you know how everyone hated it? It was a disgusting decision. They, yeah, we're not doing that again. They don't care about what we think. No, they just care about business and money. So when... Uh, uh, the only thing that made me think that Ross's theory wasn't true, the only thing that made me think no was that I reckon if Goldberg had said, actually, I want to put him over, they'd have gone, no. <laughs> if that was the plan, they'd have just got, they'd have just made Goldberg win anyway. Actually, Ross, I think there's something to this. I think Goldberg had every intention of going, I'm going to win the title again. <laughs> Goldberg strikes. And then he went, oh, no. <laughs> They've got another 40-year-old bloke who does the spear back. Oh, my market value has gone down. <laughs> I'll show I can, I can uh, take one for the team and not win the title once. Matthew, I don't know if this will be the, this week's big podcast, but who has the best spear? The big podcast? The big question on the podcast. That could be the big question. That's a good big question. Yeah, we'll the, leave the that big the big podcast question. for the big sandwich. The, the big we'll question, yeah. No, don't answer it, yeah? Oh, no, okay, yeah, cool. That, nice, nice one, though. That's mm. a beautiful... Uh, We're so prepared there. here. Ah. <laughs> Every week. <laughs> <In agree. laughs> so, yeah, that happened. Sasha Banks beats Carmella to retain the SmackDown Women's title. I thought Carmella was going to win, honestly, because Ooh. they'd already had a match before. Kamala didn't win. I thought, ah, the rematch where she does win. Uh, she should have no. won, Matthew. I'm calling shenanigans. Shenanigans mm. are afoot here because Reginald, who I've learned this week, his name isn't actually D Chardonnay, as I've been saying in videos. His second name is, is Thomas. <laughs> 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 I followed him on Twitter this week. He's only got a couple of thousand followers. It's a, it's a, it's a disgrace. Spread the name of Reginald Thomas on the Twitter machine. Um, but he got ejected for no good reason whatsoever. He saved... Sasha Banks' life and he was told to go away. Ooh, Disgusting. Disgusting conduct from that referee. Yeah. I don't understand why... Someone said to me that Reginald was about to slam Sasha on the floor, which is why no. she hit a hurricane runner. I didn't see that personally, no. She wriggled through his arms and then got herself into the position, didn't she? She attacked him. Mm. Yeah. And even worse, Reginald Thomas, to his friends, uh, <laughs> caught Sasha and put her down. The referee said, get out! And then, yeah. And then Sasha Banks was like, all right, cool. And then Carmella did that horrible dive onto her face. Oh, like, oh, I yeah. bet they wish I had Reginald for that. <laughs> that referee could have prevented that. Anyway, I, enjoyed yeah. the, I enjoyed the finish. It was very sudden. It was a flash submission win from Sasha. It makes it look dangerous. Yeah, it almost looked a, a bit desperate as well because Carmella was hitting all those super kicks and whatnot. Yeah. It's like, oh, you know, from, from the jaws of defeat, Sasha got it back. So, yeah, the, I, I like Carmella. Success. Exactly. Thank you. Yeah. And then Bianca Belair wins the Women's Rumble from number three. Mm. Last and late in Rhea Ripley. Both had a great performance, even teaming up to get rid of Charlotte towards the end. I put on Twitter that, I'm going to see if this is relevant to you guys. Do you ever see The Weakest Link with Anne Robinson? Yeah. Oh, yes. Do yeah. you ever get used to seeing the formula of when they're down to three people? Obviously, after they eliminate someone else, it goes down to one-on-one -on -one and they have to go at each other. When... Two of the people would realise, oh, hang on, one of the people in this is really smart. And the other two thick people would go, we vote that one off. Because I could beat you, you could beat me. None of us have beaten them. Yeah. And then to vote them off. And they'd always like, how do you feel about getting voted off? And they'd be like, oh, I think we know what's happened here, pal. You know, it's always um, the second cleverest person who wins the weakest link. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's exactly what happened here with the finish. Oh. And I could have done without Charlotte's <laughs> yeah, got me, kid. Like she should look devil, oh, devil Max. She should look really sad. She's going through some tough times, everybody. Yeah, she's like Clint Eastwood all of a sudden. Yeah, 
I'm proud of you, kids. <laughs> like, what, what are you... Oh, whatever. But anyway, never mind that. Big moments include Rhea getting seven eliminations. One being, I, I fell off my couch laughing at this. Alexa Bliss getting ready to do the spooky <laughs> stuff. And I'm like, oh, no. Because everyone in the Rumble match is, like, getting away and doing spots in the corner, pretend to punch each other to get ready for the preparation of, like, I'm like, oh, this, I hate this. I hate this. This is that thing that all those WrestleVote websites were talking about, the scary thing. And then everybody, no, just gets rid of it. Dumps are like that. And it was awesome. Thank you. Uh, also, surprise returns from Gillian Hall. By God. Victoria. We need to speak to her. Her elimination might have been the scary thing WrestleVotes were speaking about. Shayna Baszler had her in the headlock, well, like a, a sleeper hold, sorry, dangling above the ropes like that, and then just let her go. And she sort of fell head slash like shoulder area first, and it mm. was gnarly. But she, she got up and walked away, so she's hard as, hard as piss. And it's all right. If she did sustain an injury, Boogeyman can just bite it off. That's Gillian Hall. That's Gillian Hall, yeah. Oh, sorry, who are we talking about? Victoria. Oh, no, Victoria. <laughs> oh, crap. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, Victoria. And also Tori Wilson. And uh, yeah, they didn't look... When they get these legends in, it's always like, all right, come in, do some stuff, then leave. Don't overstay your welcome. And that's exactly what they did. Even Gillian Hall, who I never liked, was Aww. good. I was shocked that like, of all the women they could have brought back, Gillian Hall was one of them. But like her teaming up with Billy Kay to, to make Gillian Billy was good. Good S-H-I-T. But damn Tori Wilson for uh, distracting Kevin Dunn, I reckon, for... Uh, Missing the second biggest elimination of the entire match, yeah. which was uh, B- uh, Bianca getting rid of Bailey. Scandalous. Have they, have they edited it like last year with Edge yet on the network? I don't know, but they pretended on commentary live that it had happened during the next entrance, when mm. really it had just happened when the camera was elsewhere. Yeah, yeah Lola went, what happened? <laughs> <laughs> Alicia Fox returned. No Northern Lights suplex. Boo. But she did win the 24-7 title from R-Truth. Yay! Yeah. And then lost it immediately afterwards. Boo. She's the Iron Sheik of 24-7 champions. <laughs> Oof. Billy Kay trying to I be laughed. friends with I everybody. Went... <laughs> it was just crap. I Do said it myself, like, that's go... not even good. <laughs> Every Thank time. you, Ross. Make it obvious. Carlito didn't even crack a smile. I'm good. <laughs> I'm going to change that. Yeah, that, that happened. And... <laughs> Yay! Look how happy he is! <laughs> awesome. Uh, Lana returning, eliminate Nia Jax, a tiny bit of retribution for three months of hell. Mm-hmm. Uh, Naomi avoiding elimination by landing on her back and just bouncing back. Yeah. Good. Uh, Ember Moon shoot kicking Naomi right in the face. Did you? Yeah. <laughs> I missed that. Oh my God, she flew through the air like Bruce Effin Lee, right? Oh, it was amazing. And... Yeah, the final bit between Bianca and Rhea was fantastic. Well done, because it was yeah. like, wow, either of these two could win. It's very tense and dramatic, and it's good, and it's great when you get a rumble where you don't know who's going to win. It's brilliant. And it was only ruined by somebody taking one screenshot. Oh, apparently me revealed. Go on, Ross, you, you say it while I sneeze. Well, someone <laughs> sent, sent me it on Instagram. It was a screenshot of when Bianca and uh, Rhea are dangling, and like their, their feet are like that just above the floor. And you watch the footage back, and it, it's nothing. But someone's taken a screen grab at the precise right moment where it looks like Bianca Belair's feet are touching the floor. And they've put it on Twitter, and people who, I don't know, just want to see the world burn have gone, look, she, she cheated. She didn't no. actually rear it. Uh, it pissed me off. So I, 
I nicked the video off somebody else's Twitter and shared it the other day. <laughs> oh, right. And a boy, Ross. <laughs> ah, so I really enjoyed this rumble. Any summary, summarizing thoughts, I should say, from you, Ross? Yeah, I, I really, I, I, maybe it was better than the men's. I keep thinking this, but then I keep thinking, oh, maybe the men's was the, just two good rumbles on the night, wasn't it? But um, Bianca Belair stole the show for me. Her and Naomi doing that cartwheelie liquid, liquid wrestling oh, thing. Oh, that was great. Amazing, yeah. It was a, a a good victory as well. A good choice for a victor. A good choice for a winner. Ross, put your teeth back in. Um, yeah, just really enjoyed it. I also enjoyed it, um, and I liked her promo afterwards. It was very real. Yeah, that's yeah. what it was like. You know, when someone in the Olympics wins the medals and that. Yeah, it reminded that me right? of that. It felt really real. You see the video of her parents at home. No, Aka Pot, as we say up here in Newcastle. Just on the couch screaming, her dad falls down on the floor. It's on her Twitter, I think. Bianca Belair's Twitter. Fantastic scenes. Yeah, but do both his feet touch the floor. <laughs> <sighs> and then Roman Reigns defeats Kevin Owens in a last man standing match, retaining his Universal Championship. Oh. Now, they went Aka quite early on. They went up all the little uh, LCD screens, which is hilarious because if they were as in sync to what was happening, it would be amazing because then you could have like Kevin Owens throw Roman Reigns into it and the kid react <laughs> and see Roman Reigns' bloody face, but that's not how it works. This is this constant delay of people looking bored or asleep. Not quite what they wanted. Owens went through a table uh, in much the same way went on SmackDown. I've been on SmackDown several times actually, but the amazing thing is it was just a table. Like, they hadn't got the big inflatable thing to do with Shane McMahon. Just Kevin Owens took, like, that, like it was nothing, which I'm very surprised at. And then they brought the back for the warm-up ring, I think is the unofficial term for it, um, which first time we've seen that on the TV since they're doing Thunderdome, if I'm not mistaken. And a great bit of camera work here, so following Kevin, ah, where's Roman? Where's Roman? Where? New! Got hit with the golf cart. Amazing. Loved it. Uh, Final Destination style, or if you're that way inclined, scary movie ending style. <laughs> Or if you're the other way inclined, AEW stuff, which I'm like, you boring oh, yeah. bastards. Yeah, I know. Oh. I got a bit annoyed when people were... Cause WrestleMania AW 17 says hello. Yeah, AEW yeah. didn't invent golf carts. Anyway. <laughs> yes, they Yes, they did. <laughs> no, Johnny Knoxville invented Jackass the movie. <laughs> yeah. And then Kevin Owens got the forklift, did the giant swanton at the mall. I was like, God, this is crazy, this. And he kept on going and going and smashing and grabbing. It's like, wow, what a, what a, wow. What a great last man standing match. <laughs> and then the bloody end. They get into oh. a lightning rig. Roman Reigns is handcuffed and he's done the down and he's actually so far down that he can't stand up. So referee's like, one, two, three. I'm like, oh, this might be it. And I told my housemate, like, this could be it. This, this might be it. I'm going to bite on this. How can he get out of it? Roman was like, I literally can't move. A, nine, grabs the ref, smashes him in so he can't finish the count. I'm like, oh, you got us. You actually got us, you bastards. So, well done there. And then Paul Heyman shows up with the key to the handcuff. And as Cornette was saying in his little review of this, it's like, yes, it is normal to have the handcuff key around the handcuff. That's not that weird that Heyman would happen to have this key. I'm like, oh, thanks for explaining this. Sadly, Heyman didn't seem to know how to get it off him. Uh... So we were stuck him trying to get it off, trying to get that bit off the lighting rig, trying to get that bit off the lighting rig. The referee going, five, six. I'm being told off camera to stop counting. It was awkward. 
It was yeah, awkward, wasn't it? I don't yeah. think it, and, it then, ruined... and then the camera went <laughs> that way. Yeah. You know. So and then eventually they got rid of it and then he just Kevin Owens had to sell a ball shop for about two minutes, which having had one of them in the past, isn't oh, yeah. that unrealistic. And they hit him the guillotine, it was ended. If they're able to edit that, like Edge at the Royal Rumble last year, then it'll be fantastic. Big bumping from all people involved. And it was just that one bit with the handcuffs at the end that sucked. That was the bit. It's like you, you feel like that big of a detail because it was glaringly obvious when you were just sitting there watching the, watching the match that the referee just stopped counting for no reason. But for me, just coming out of the match, I didn't think it ruined the match all that much at all. Like Obviously, it, it, it hampered the ending because you sat there going, oh, why did the referee stop? Maybe Kevin Owens could have attacked the, the, the referee that stopped counting. I don't know. But I don't think it ruined things too badly just because it was all big bombs, wasn't it? Bomb after bomb after bomb. It was. It was a, still. It was still a cray cray match, Matthew. I've got nothing more to add. That's right. More bombs than me trying to read Jack's note. <sighs> you know what? Heyman should have like he should be eight, nine, and the referee gets hit by Heyman on a golf cart. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it came to the men's rumble, won by of all people, Edge from number one. He's supposed to be number two, not supposed to be number one, but I, I don't know what happened there. Was, yeah, was he a last minute? Was there was there a last minute switch of winner? And then they thought, well, we better we'll probably stick him in at number one then instead. I have no idea. No, it's just not that very strange. I think Goldberg said, "Look, I'll lose <laughs> as long as Edge wins from number one." That's a bit Ed, of the news we missed, by the way. I saw oh, on on the Twitter yesterday. Apparently, Edge has said it was his idea to win yeah. the rumble. So Edge what? pitched. Edge pitched. So originally the plan, I can't remember which news source this was from, but Edge was meant to wrestle Orton again at WrestleMania, right? Oh, God. But, but then Edge went, or I could win the Rumble and the belt. And then they were like, oh, maybe. So he's, he's fulfilled step one. Now we'll have to see whether he wins a belt. But yeah. He's going to do it. Do you think? Anniversary, isn't it? Ten years since his farewell speech is oh, WrestleMania night two. Oh, yes. Got to happen. It's going to happen, Matthew. Just accept it. I hope Drew kicks him into dust. It might not be Drew. <laughs> I reckon it'll be Roman, yeah. I reckon it'll be Pete Dutton out. <laughs> Roman versus it. Oh, God. Anyway, anyway, we'll move on. Uh, it's not like that. Whose idea was it? You know, we're oh, it was mine. <laughs> it's like the Brucey e. P's bit about when you make fun of Hardcore Holly. He says, Hardcore Holly, do you have any ideas for your character? Yeah. How about I beat everybody? <laughs> and then what? Then I keep on beating up everybody. Okay, thanks, Hardcore, for your ideas. Uh, Edge injured Orton near the start of the match, which, again, I don't like as a trope, only for Randy to sneak back in right at the end. Again, another trope that WWE love doing, just saying, I know you don't have to reinvent the wheel every bloody time, but, you know, come on. Both the big moments include a strong showing for Damian Priest, the only NXT entrant for the match, and now he's on the main roster now, so there you go. Miz smashing up Bad Bunny's DJ equipment, only for Bad Bunny to nail both Miz and Morrison with the crossbody after elimination. It was shocking to see Bad Bunny get involved. It was even more shocking to see Bad Bunny <laughs> putting his life in the hands of the Miz. <laughs> <laughs> and Morrison. Morrison was the was head catch as well. He was you... jumping on the Miz. How about Morrison? Think... Oh, yeah, he'll catch us. Do you think one of the veterans smartened him up backstage and went, aim for the one with the yeah. long hair when you do that? <laughs> I see he's training now, apparently, as well, in the news. I don't know which news source it was, but apparently Bad Bunny has been seen hopping around the PC. Uh-huh. Hey. Oh, 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 oh. Get ready for Easter. Hey. Campion, Booker T. Hey. 
I liked his musical performance. I'm not cool or hip or anything else like that, but it's nice to see something that isn't, you know, new metal. No, Matthew, if you don't know who Bad Bunny was, you're not just down with pop culture because Ryan Satan said so. That's right. <laughs> well, I got stuck up video? to Satan. <laughs> and then I read someone else did an article saying he's never charted in America and God knows how we're supposed to know who he is over here. Well... Don't worry, lads. Oh, go on. Wait, wait, Ross, Ross, the hip kid is, is <laughs> Don't worry, in. lads. I'm Watch down and learn. The, I'm down with the youth. So I'm familiar with Bad Bunny because one day I remember putting on Spotify just the just what was top 50 listened to tracks in the world. And um, he was on a lot of them. And since then, because I've listened to that playlist once, I now get recommended Bad Bunny like all the time. I think it's through streaming that he is huge. So... There we go. Also, I think his YouTube's got like so many million subscribers, and that Booker T video had like forty six million. He Hits. might even be he might even be bigger than Jagger Eaton. Do you remember Jagger Eaton? No idea who that is. Do you remember Jagger Eaton? <laughs> no. Jagger Eaton showed up backstage on a like a Raw or a Mania or a pay per view once for no reason, and everyone was like, "Who the hell is that?" And he was like a young teenage skateboarder with like ten thousand followers. It was a very random like person to be there. Yeah. Oh wait, was he the kid who went up like Miz? Yeah, did someone with Miz? Probably. It's always Miz. Anyway, whatever. He was like he was like thirteen. He was very young. Yeah, I know Bad Bunny because he did a song about Booker T, and I tend to know these musical acts who have songs dedicated to wrestlers in the same way I know about Insane Clown Posse because they have a song called Chris Benoit. Uh, <laughs> surprise returns for Carlito. Nice that he showed up after they advertised him. Makes a change. Uh, Kane. <laughs> God, that was a sad sight to see. Uh-huh. No, no, a couple more eliminations on the record. Adding uh-huh. them on. Ugh. I was good, me. I logged on Twitter and an irresponsible journalist, I won't name and shame, but they shared a gif of Kane oh, hours me. before the Rumble and it pissed me off to no end. It's one of the, oh, I know something, so I'm going to put a gif out, but not put anything in the tweet, just a gif, but you know what it means. Oh, put it behind an article that says spoilers for the Rumble next year, you irresponsible man. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta get those clicks somehow, pal. Gotta be beautiful I, like us. I did just deliberately stay off the internet on Sunday. Mm. I was like, well, I'm not going to look at the odds or anything. So was right. I did that as well, Jack, because I had Kevin Nash's return ruined that one year. He came back as as not Diesel, mm. but, but he was dressed you like can, Diesel. You cannot, you cannot be putting stuff on the timeline. Like do articles and whatever. You have to do that, but don't put a, just a gif on the timeline. There's sometimes no way to avoid that sort of stuff. Mm. I agree. Go outside, everyone. Bloody go outside. Yeah. No, it's a pandemic. You can't. Oh, yeah, can't don't go outside. outside. Yeah. Stay stay in and get your life ruined on, online. And this was like half past ten at night. In the oh, morning. fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> oh, the bastards. Go camp. Get the tent. Go on. Go on. The Hurricane, who did the 2002, oh, my God, he's going to choke Sam Steve Austin. Oh, my God, he's going to choke Sam Triple H, which, all right, you know, fair play. I love that bit. Who did and that Christian, was that oh, that was Lashley and Big E, wasn't it? The two the two second tier champions, right? And I thought, Christ, how massive are Triple H and Steve Austin? Because the Hurricane was almost the same, like same sort of height relatively as Lashley and Big E. He might have even been taller than Big E. When he did it with Austin and Triple H, it looked like they dwarfed him. And I've stood next to the Hurricane, and he's like good six foot or so. I was just like, how tall were wrestlers back in? The Attitude Era. How tall is Austin? Is he tall? He was always... Was he 6'2 or 6'3? He's build height. So he's probably about 6 foot. Yeah. All right. And then Triple H is probably quite massive. Yeah. Wow. Wow. Wrestlers are big. Sometimes. <laughs> Let people know. Yes, yeah, sometimes, sometimes wrestlers are big. And Christian, 
Oh yes. He's he's back and he's kind of full time. Get that one not really a match last year. And before that it was like I'm done. So it's interesting to see him back. And Seth Rollins too it says it if he counts. Well if he counts as a return. But I was very happy to see him. Um right, but just just briefly on Christian, one thing that made me really happy for some reason was they called it the Unprettier, not the Kill Switch. I was like, Yes, it's the bloody Unprettier. I'm a child again. Why did that get renamed? There's a story behind it, isn't there? Is Do you it? think they forgot? <laughs> Maybe. Oh, because definitely... it's Kill Switch Engage is the uh, band, and they're like, yeah. It might have been a Brucey e. P story I've heard there, so it might be complete bollocks. I'm sure there is a story to be had there, oh. why, they, why they changed the name. Could it have been oh, doing okay, this marketing? Because then he had that T-shirt and stuff, killed the Switch and all that. I don't so know. cool. Mm. Well, also because Matt Stryker would yell, Kill Switch Engaged! If yeah, did it. I'm sure they're like, shut up, you idiot! Yeah. And, <laughs> you lawsuit get. I mentioned this to Ross on the news, but I'll, I'll mention it again. Adam's reaction was wonderful when he came out on the live stream. I went and found it. He He's really, really cockney, Matthew. <laughs> all my peeps in the chat! Fantastic. He gets really southern for some reason. But as a rumble, it was okay. It wasn't bad, which is all right. And sometimes you can get a bit rumbled out when there's two of them on a show. This was all right. I just didn't like that. Okay, let me put my words carefully. I know there's a lot of Christian and Edge fans, and they're going hacker, as we like saying on the show. I wasn't one of them, not because I'm anything against Edge or because he's old or anything like that. It's just me going, ah. Uh, there was a lot of stuff on SmackDown, not necessarily on Raw, where, oh, this guy's getting a push. This guy's getting a push. Maybe this, maybe that. Oh, will it be Big E? Will it be Cesaro or Nakamura or Brian? One last run, hurrah. And the answer was, no, it's an old bloke. And you're like, okay, that's fine for the people that want to see that. And as an attraction, I can see it. But as the main focus for going on the main thing at Rumble Mania storyline to be Edge, it's kind of like... A bit counterproductive. I do get that. Have we not yet, even in 2021 with the pandemic, escaped the shadow of 1998? What I will say is, at least Bianca Belair won the women's one. So it wasn't as if, like... As opposed to uh, but you Sable. Know, well, not like Bailey or someone who's already established, you know what I mean? Oh, like, I at, see, least, right, at least they used, like... Well, yeah, I know Sable would have been, like, the equivalent. <laughs> but at least it was... At least they did elevate a new star in the women's division, I guess. But I, know, but I do agree with what you're saying, though. I would, I would say I disagree, Matthew. Just to throw the cat among the pigeons on the podcast Ooh. and create Ooh. a debate among some great wrestling minds. Um, <laughs> no, I, I just think Edge is... The, the, he's a bit different from the from just simply, like, simply calling him an old bloke because he's like he was gone for however many years it was and he had his, his three matches last year and he's come back and he's in better shape than he ever was beforehand. He still moves like he did back in 2011 and before that. And he's going to be around, he said, every single week. So he's going to be in there, not just rocking up for the first, like the, the last few weeks before WrestleMania. He's going to be actively doing things. I want to see Edge because it was a, a, the natural stories there. Because of course he never lost. He never lost his title, did he? He had to give it up. Now, if he goes for Roman Reigns' belt, I'm going to be annoyed because he he never held that belt anyway. It didn't exist. That's the replacement, though, isn't it, for the World Heavyweight Title? Yeah. If, you, if you're going to look at things like that. Oh yeah, it wasn't even the WWE title, was it? it was yeah, you're right. It was the world, world heavyweight. heavyweight yeah. Oh, fair, fair enough. So just, 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 just to, just, just to be a, the, I'm, I'm just, I've lost Malfunction yeah. at the junction. Now you had a great point there, Ross. I get what you mean. Yeah, 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 yeah. Just yeah, debates and that. Yeah. Yeah, debate. <laughs> but also, also though, overall, Rumble fun show. Mm-hmm. Enjoyed it. Hooray! Yeah. 
more 92 than it was 95. It's so. been, uh, since we've had a bad Rumble show, I reckon it's been 2017 and even that had AJ Cena on it. So that's brilliant as well. It's been a while. They always they always deliver on the Rumble. No, uh, I can't dislike 2017. That was when we've Orton one, right? Yeah. 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 I can't dislike that because we watched it at Aspers. And right. we all cheered when... Uh, who was it that came out? Oh. Ro- Roman. Yeah, we all cheered when Roman came out. No, we all cheered when... Um, oh, I can't mention his name, can I? Because he's NXT UK, dude. Came out, made his thing, and he did a thing with an umbrella, and he dived the outside. Oh, aye. aye. Yeah. And we all cheered so loud, because we're so happy to see him, that people who were doing normal people stuff outside came in to see what the noise was. Oh, no. No, I get <laughs> so. scared of that when I'm in Aspers watching the wrestling. You don't want normal people coming in. Shame. Yeah. Get away, normies. Go upstairs and gamble. Yeah, we're 4 a.m. casino li- people. You don't, you don't want to watch a wrestling we're, movie. No, we're watching our little thing. Get away. Yeah. Hiss at them like a cat. <laughs> <laughs> Monday Night Raw. Drew McIntyre opens the show and brings out Edge. He shows Edge respect. And Edge questions him for being so welcoming. He's potentially a target. <laughs> what a day. Why are you being nice to me? That was... that was Because, like, in the context of Goldberg, Edge is being an arsehole, isn't he? Yeah. Yeah. When you think yeah. about what Goldberg said to Drew and now Edge is doing, yeah. Well, yeah. Edge, has paid more, Edge has paid more dues. Yeah. More miles on the road, more bumps on the bump counter, yeah. brother. I'm still waiting for Edge's, this generation of wrestlers are cowards speech or whatever, I guess, potato <laughs> context. Sheamus comes out to aggressively defend Drew. What a pal. Edge doesn't make his decision yet and leaves and then Sheamus hits Drew with his bro kick. Aye. Now is that is that the WrestleMania match or is that the one of the pay per views before WrestleMania match? It's got to be Fastlane or whatever. Or that's what I, that's what I'm thinking. But I don't know because it's been built up for a while. The so the seeds have been sown for quite a while. They they could make it a WrestleMania match if they wanted to because yeah. it's a it's a real story that's it's there. And if they lay it all properly, it, it could probably be a, a world title match. But we'll get onto him later. But that's I'll say it later when we when we speak about him. That's not the WrestleMania match I want to see for Drew McIntyre. Okay. Yeah. No, it'll be the match they build up to or the newly named uh, fully loaded fast lane check-in <laughs> show. Roadblock. Cyber. End of the nice. line. Falls. <laughs> Bobby Lashley defends the US title against Riddle. He gets DQ'd for ignoring a rope break and throws Riddle around in the Hurt Lock for ages. Good time to see Matt Riddle getting beat up. Later, the Hurt Business successfully defend the tight titles against the Lucha House Party. But they're still looking like they're going to be splitting up. Uh, Not too good here. Oh, oh obviously yes. that business will just stick around and round. For- no, no. no. The tag team. The tag team needs to stick around. Shelton and uh, Cedric. But Bobby, that's what I was. I thought it was later in the show than it was, actually. that That's the WrestleMania match I want to see, is Bobby Lashley challenging Drew McIntyre for Ooh. the title. Because Bobby Lashley... He thought the rumble was going to be his year, but he got he got eliminated. Um, he, he's, he, he's had so many chances. He's been the, the the chosen one. I wanted to use a different word. You know what I'm saying? He's been the anointed one for so long, but it's never happened. And now he's finally snapping just before WrestleMania. So he's going to get more and more angry as the weeks go on and then eventually challenge Drew McIntyre and then they'll just smash the poo out of each other and it'll be fantastic. They've had a class match before on a pay-per-view, but I can't remember Backlash. which one it was. Backlash. That was really good, yeah. And I so, was yeah, ready for Bobby to win. Or I had a series or a feuds, and it was just, nah, Drew had that, like, challenger of the month <coughs> approach. Because mm-hmm. I've, I've been, yeah. uh, whenever you say Bobby Lashley, it's been the same thing with me. It's always, like, fantastic wrestler, but it's like the character stuff, he's not really there. But when he was losing the plot, like, 
with Riddle, I was like, well, you suit this? It looks good. It suits you, sir. <laughs> looks good on you, pal. I don't know what I'm doing here. <laughs> all that trauma from being tied up in the woods by his sisters is coming back. Oh, yeah. I love my family. <laughs> Not laughing at the fact he loves his family. Laughing at the stare. Ha ha, what a nerd. <laughs> <laughs> did, did, that, did you ever see Lashley in Impact when he was at his best? Being a complete dick when he won yes. three titles... And Dixie was like, you have to defend all three of them. And he went, uh, nah. And just dropped two of them. I don't want the X Division title. And what, TV title? Who cares what TV? I'm a pay-per-view dude. Take your belts and shove it. He was awesome. So if we, yeah, you're right. If we have that Lashley, Lashley 2015 on Raw, we'll all be good for it. Xavier Woods beats Ali after attempted interference from Retribution, which is stopped by Kofi, who is back, mm. healed. And it, it took... Uh, me and my friends watching it on um, watch a bit of Rumble with some friends and then that on the Rumble show Kofi and everybody else had the Brody Lee tribute gear yeah and we actually got confused because he had there was a bit of plaid like red and black plaid on it and we're like what's that about why, is, why have they got plaid Tommy forever realised that that's what he wore when he was the WWE character yeah I'm like oh right because I was looking at that going Mick Foles, is that a Brody Piper thing uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> like okay I respect it, but it's a bit confusing. But yeah, makes sense now. Uh, Bad Bunny is the guest on Miz TV, but again refuses to collaborate with Miz and Morrison. I actually thought it was all right because Morrison got to show off his uh, Spanish skills. And Miz and Morrison apologized vehemently for what they did. And they said, do you want to apologize, Bad Bunny? And he went, nope. And that was all well and good. Then his friend Damien Priest comes out, surprise match against the Miz. Priest wins but after Bad Bunny prevents Miz and Morrison from cheating. Look, I like the Bad Bunny thing, him singing about Booker T as Booker T stood there and did nothing. That was great. I'm not raving over having him, him having a match with wrestlers. I'd never really get into these things. Sometimes they go well. Floyd. I was trying to think of yeah. a second example and I couldn't uh, think Stephen of a second. Stephen Mel. Stephen Mel. Yeah, but he actually learned, didn't he? He actually learned how to wrestle. Let's just put it in straight away without it even happening. Shaq. Good point, yeah. <laughs> Did you see the black... T- we'll get onto it later. The black tornado, where he yes. called it. Yes, yeah. he did. <laughs> <laughs> He's off his boxing. He's absolutely mad. It's like, hi, my name is Shaq. My gimmick is I do whatever I want. <laughs> Great. Naomi and Lana win a three-team number one contenders match for the women's tag titles after Charlotte walks out to confront Rick and Lacey. Oh, dear. Asuka should be livid. Should. She she should. Sh- no, instead she went... Uh-huh. Good one, kid. <laughs> yeah. But this is another week in a row, lads, where Charlotte Flair has cut a promo and she's been a massive hypocrite. She was like, Lacey's not in my head. Uh, blah, 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 blah. And then that happens in the match and you sat there thinking, Charlotte, you've told us more lies for a third week in a row. What's wrong with you? I, I got... I should have nominated this for the Hall of Fame. Did, did anyone see Andrade's tweet? Okay. The one with you in it. Yeah, what was that about? Oh. <laughs> so Andrade tweeted, love you so much, Charlotte. And the gif he chose, he's obviously just typed Charlotte Flair into the gif thing on Twitter. And it's me interviewing them. Maybe he's proposing something, Jack. <laughs> so I replied with a picture of me and my girlfriend and Andrade Susie. just fo- photoshopped in, just pointing. But it didn't get as many likes, which is a shame. I didn't ratio him. Oh. But when's he coming back? That's what I want to know. After what, to see you, <laughs> after me? No, no. When's he coming back? No, on the, on our screens. 
No idea. We'll have to check out cultaholic.com forward slash news to find out when he is coming back. Thank you, The nice. best source of wrestling news in the world. Not a spoil. I've seen one of the mailbag questions. There's an Aiden-centric question later on. Oh, good. I hope mm. it's all about what a nice man he is and how Matthew mm. isn't stupid. Uh, Carlito teams with Jeff Hardy to take on Elias and Jackson Riker. Carlito, fitter than a butcher's dog here, like. Mm. 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 And you know why that is, according to Jim Ross, because obviously in this COVID pandemic we're in, Carlito's just not distracted by the women folk. So he has all the energy for his wrestling matches now. Jim Ross. being so tired from shagging. Yeah, Jim Ross <laughs> likes to likes to tell everybody in his podcast who shags all the ladies. Edge has yes. been mentioned. Carlito has been mentioned. Who's the other one that's been mentioned recently? There's a third one. Oh, God, they're popping up all over the place. Yeah, I know. It, it happens every episode just about, yeah, he loves the ladies, him. Who often gets <laughs> mentioned? CM Punk's been mentioned a lot in that regard. Before yeah, he was yeah. married, obviously. Um, I don't know. All of, them. Think, but... all, all of them. All of them. Jim Ross himself on Twitter. Yeah, well, with yeah. senior JR. And uh, <laughs> where are we at? Yeah, Carlito looked good. He didn't look bad. He looked big. But I was more interested. Simon Miller tweeted, all right, 2020, we've got MVP. 2021, we've got Carlito. Uh, thank you, Ross. Yeah. 2022, oh. Mr. Kennedy. Kennedy. Who do you think is going to come back? Next I would year. love it if it was. I would. I would. I would love. I, I'll tell you now. I would love it if Mr. Kennedy came back. Love it. Get him in there, Joe Hendry. <laughs> oh right, yeah, Mr. Five Star. Right, it's the English Lion, Eddie Ryan. Well, he's, he... he's quite a handsome bloke, isn't he? Aye. Why does he wear that mask sometimes? Because he's a lion. Oh yeah, <laughs> I forgot. <laughs> he's a cat boy, like Mozart. Didn't he sign for NXT UK? Have I dreamt that? I don't know. I remember. I remember he called out Triple H and it made news as they were as if they were setting up a match in the local Plymouth Press or wherever he's from. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Eddie Ryan sets up match with Triple H. It's a match I want to see, to be honest with you. Yeah. Just yeah, uh, leave, leave that there, Ross. That's perfect. Eddie yeah, Ryan move. just reminds yes. me of Pachiti just being a massive troll at Five Star. Yes. Just wanting a high five from Eddie Ryan. <laughs> Five pints in. Ray! When Mysterio's coming round. <laughs> By the way, just looking at that title, Twinkle Behind Me, I wanted, if I had the time and the inclination, I would love to make a documentary series like Finding the Five Star World Title. Let's Try just to... make one on Five Star. He must Let's have just it. do it. Track it down and find it. I'd love to own that title. Look at how resplendent it is. Send a letter pretending you're Triple H and going, all right, man, I'll fight you, but you've got to bring your title. Well, if you, we... you, you know the Godfather, Matthew, of Five Star Wrestling. Give me a little message. Ask him. He might have it. He doesn't respond to me to, as I much as he know. used to. Uh, he's not. He's after not, he read what I thought about Five Star. And after, um, he did, after he politely declined to do a podcast or a show about Five Star. I think something got impolitely declined on our end. Anyway, um, the point is that... Oh, I shouldn't have... <laughs> um, I reckon after the pandemic's over, Ross... We could actually do a five-star documentary because I think we've mentioned it yeah. enough times that there's enough buzz. If, you're, people... if you don't do one, I'm doing one. Because right. <laughs> hopefully I can message... I wait, you know what? Blah, blah, blah. Five-star, five-star. Alexa Bliss. I just imagine us using it as an excuse to just go places. We're here outside the Belfast Arena where Alberto Del Rio arrived in a snowstorm or something like, something <laughs> yeah. like that. Well, well, Alberto Del Rio wrestled scarf. in front of 15 people <laughs> in wrestled, an arena. Didn't he wrestle Jody Fleisch? What a match. Yeah. <laughs> what? What a random time. And it wasn't just five star. It was also during the Beast 
from the east mm. snowstorm, which can yeah. knock oh. everything. Right. Yes, mm-hmm. um, for in well, I think Europe for a good long while. Well, Del Rio was on his holidays in Spain, so right. it was a short distance. But none of the ones from like other continents could get there. Yeah, but not everybody in that area decided to risk death to go see five star wrestling. So it was idiots. I know. I bet they, I bet they regret it now, Ross. Yeah, don't know what they're missing out on, do they? We'll get them next time they're here. They've got a huge tour thing. You'll see the back of the shirt. <laughs> on WWE, that little known show, Alexa Bliss beats Nikki Cross after transforming into Dark Alexa. Oh, God. I think I half watch this. Hey, Nikki got confused there. She 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 was in the ring with the real Alexa. She was she was saying to Alexa, the, the Firefly Funhouse version, what happened to you? We used to be friends, now you don't want to know us. And then she transformed back into the, the real Alexa, who doesn't know what's going on, and she hoofed her in the stomach. Oh, she had a chance there, and she, she ballsed it up. Poor Nikki. This is just a rule. Go on, sorry. I was just saying, you can't blame Nikki. She's just a sassy country gal, isn't she? She doesn't really know what's going on. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and that music's appalling. Well, I loved well, it when Jack, she came up. she's from the southern part of America. We all know they all say y'all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's <laughs> true. I love that, like, because she's toned down the, cra- like, the crazy Nikki Cross stuff. But at the Rumble, it came back, so that music was playing, and she was, like, beating her chest and screaming and whatever. Fantastic juxtaposition. Mm. That was weird. <laughs> yeah. I'm just trying to think of it, Nikki Cross, trying to say it over those Southern American expressions we had. Alexa, kiss my grit. Because <laughs> <laughs> I can't remember any of them from these last weeks. How's your man, them? That's it. What was the thing about, like, God willing, or I'll be there? And the creek don't rise. God willing, the creek don't rise. Yeah. Let Nikki play. The dark Alexa stuff's going to be really cool when they have the W video game and you can only beat her when she's like Alexa and it's going to make no damage when she is and it's going to be a fun video game thing until then it's just crap oh. Edge beats Randy Orton in the main event and I'm very I'm happy with Edge versus Orton on Raw I have no interest in seeing them at Wrestlemania it's done it's D-U-N-N done in the main event after a distraction from Bliss who appears in the top rope dribbling black liquid now we all know what this is don't we this is the fiend's essence. Oh my goodness! Oh escaping, my goodness. escaping from her being, from her her mortal vessel. The fiend has been inside of there for oh. the last, the last. No, don't you don't need to turn it into a sexual. Ross, it's thing. only it's only about the seventh one you've said in that sentence. It's all right. It's 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 nothing sexual about it. The the fiend's been controlling Alexa Bliss from within, and this is the fiend eking out, leaking out uh, ahead of his big return. You know what, if they had done that and it cut, like, black liquid, black liquid, it cut down and there was a little fiend face in the liquid (laughs) and that's how they show off the air, like, a little smiling black (laughs) pile of goo. Let let me in! And that's how the show ended. I've been all right. I want the fiend, this only can culminate in the fiend bursting from Alexa's stomach like alien. This is what might happen, yeah? Yeah. How are they going to do that? We've seen Stranger Things in wrestling. Yeah, we have. We've seen better things in wrestling. <laughs> <laughs> uh, By the way, that, that's not my idea at all. I saw someone in my YouTube comments going like, this is definitely what's happening. So I was like, that's a, that's a good theory, that. It's creative. It's also a bit naff-like, but you know. <laughs> wrestling, it's getting too spooky in it, wrestling. Is it yeah. just me? Vince but, loves the spookiness this year. But like, we, yeah, when we were growing up, I don't know, back in my day, it was like you had Undertaker, 
You had Gangrel maybe, but he wasn't like he wasn't doing silly bollocks like this, was he? You had, you had it on the card every now and again, but now it's like the main focus of every week is spooky bollocks. Every role ends with the spooky. They yeah. save the spookiness for the main event, yeah. Yeah, it stops being spooky when every single week stuff like this happens. Undertaker didn't bury someone alive every week on Raw. Yeah. He saved it for special occasions when someone stole his urn and melted it down to make jewellery. <laughs> The good old days of professional wrestling. That's a class story, though. That's really good. And then he unmelted it down to make the urn again. I'm like, did he go to the same place? Were they going, hang on, you were just in here two weeks ago. Now you want me to unmelt? Oh, whatever, it's your money, mate. AEW Dynamite. Chris Jericho wins the tag team battle royal for himself and MJF, eliminating Sammy late on, who isn't happy. Later, while Jericho is out of the room trying to calm Sammy down, MJF holds a mysterious meeting with the rest of the inner circle. Ooh. Well, the Battle Royal told a lot of little stories there with the Inner Circle. Are they going to split apart? Um, the Good Brothers showing up with the Young Bucks to carry on that. And AW's newest favourite storyline, will the camera catch any of the spots? <laughs> it was annoying at the start. Yeah, just hard camera only, lads. Just keep it like that. It's a Battle Royal. And I, don't, I don't mind the occasional... Else? I don't mind the occasional missed spot. Obviously, it must be a very hard job. And in fact... Talking to Sam, who did that for us at WCPW, it's a very high-pressure job, but it's their job. Sam was an editor who learned how to do this, do you know what I mean? And he did a bloody bloody fine job, if I do say so myself. Mm-hmm. And we can't be unbiased on the show. No. Sorry, Tony, sorry, Tony, sorry, Tony. Team Taz tell Darby and Sting that they'll be keeping a close eye on Darby next week when he defends his title against Joey Janela. Are you guys ready for another segment where Sting shows up does nothing. And everyone goes, Sting! I'm excited, me. <laughs> Rick, Ricky Starks. Ricky, I don't know, I, I guess it was the point, him going like, oh, I, well, you, you get beat up in the jungle or whatever. If you keep doing this, Sting, you better wind your neck in. You've, be, you've had 25 chances to do something, Ricky, and you've done bugger all. I guess that's the point, because they're heels and whatever, and we're supposed to be saying this. But it, it made them look a bit silly, I thought. Uh, uh... I said on graded this could have been done in a like a little backstage video package or something, and it could have saved a lot of time elsewhere on the show. Because it, I mean, Sting comes out, Snow, Tony going, Stay! it takes quite a while, and then he says one thing, and then I. Yeah, and what did he say? Sting say, "If you think I'm old and past it, then you should come look in my eyes." And it's like, we can't, you- Sting. We're too busy running away in mortal fear from you. <laughs> so, all right, man, come on. I am shocked he's on every single week, though. But it's a weird, because I, I can guarantee if he wasn't on every week, we'd be sat here going, well, he's, he's an old lad, he's come back, and then he's gone away straight away. It's a hard balance to try and get right, isn't it? Imagine or is paid, it? Imagine getting paid for what he's doing. That's class for him. Yeah. <laughs> well, again, to clarify, I'm all right with the oldies showing up, bang out the classics, but the idea of wrestling is cyclical. The old people should show up and make the new ones look good. The new ones should be cowering away like Scooby-Doo. <laughs> Yikes! <laughs> you could argue that by association he's making Darby a bigger name, perhaps? Yeah, because Darby's also not doing anything. Well, anyway, anyway, yeah, anyway, next week, blah, 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 moving on. Dr. Britt Baker beats Thunder Rosa in a long match with multiple pin attempts after using exposed turnbuckle. Boo. This was the best women's match they've had on Dynamite in some time. Uh, yeah, yeah. 
Was it, it Thund- was Thunder Rosa joy. and um, what's her face? Hirsch. Serena, Serena Deeb. Deeb had a good one. Oh, yeah. Banger. Right yeah. And Lena Hirsch one. has some good ones from time to time as well. 13 minutes and 10 seconds this one was from bell to bell. Was and it, it was only liquid... 13 minutes? God, I uh, well, liquid wrestling through. Well, this is called a cage match. I don't know how reliable they are. I'm, I'm, they're, they're the go-to place, aren't they? Oh, cage they're, match. They're dash reliable. Why, aye. Um, but yeah, <laughs> liquid wrestling as well. Matt wrestling on the floor and whatnot. It was good. It was class, yeah. Um, I don't mind the cheap finish because it's either going to lead to Thunder Rosa getting revenge and she's a goodie, so hooray, or Britt Baker can... I just wanted to win that belt from bloody Sheeta, I do. Mm. She she was meant to win it a while ago, wasn't she? But she got injured, so. Matt Hardy convinces Hangman to team with him against Dr. Luther and Serpentico. They win, but big money Matt steals the pinfall and Hangman's not too happy. Mm. Also, Hangman appeared to lose $400 in the stock market this week. Bless him. <laughs> it was good. I'm confused because I thought the angle was going to be, like I said last week, Hangman doesn't get with Dark Order. He rejects Matt Hardy's stable. I guess it is a stable. And just carries on rejecting everybody until he's his own man. Instead, Hangman teamed up with Matt Hardy to win a match. Like, but he had to. Oh. He was getting forced to, wasn't he? There was a stipulation from TK. I can't remember what it is at the time of speaking because my mind's not working today for whatever reason. Pleasure. But there is a, there was a reason for it happening. I can't remember what it was. Oh, I thought the reason was just that Matt gilded him into it because... Luther and Serpentico ruined Negative One's birthday. And Hangman was like, yeah, fair. I'll, I'll beat them up for that. Is that the reason? That's what, he to- that's what he said to him in the locker room, but I don't know if there was any Tony Khan bit that I missed. The commentator said something before they threw that backstage thing, and I, I've gone completely blank. Uh, I might be dying here. <laughs> God. Tag, tag in Mike Awesome, he'll, he'll speak to <laughs> Kip Sabian and Penelope Ford's wedding. Says it ends in predictable. Fa- How dare you write predictable fashion for a wrestler? How dare you, cynic? Uh, when Orange Cassidy pops out of the cake and helps Chuck beat up Kip. Uh, Chuck, who's Chuck? Charles beat up Kip and Miro. No, he's Chuck again now. He's free like the genie at the end of Aladdin. <laughs> he's gonna there was fly a few away. nice little, few nice little touches. Miro was dressed in the exact same gear he had for the Lana wedding on Raw, oh, which I didn't he? know until Fightful yeah. Wrestle pointed out. Uh, Rusev, sorry, beg your pardon, how dare I say that? Miro checked the uh, the box and stuff because obviously he popped out of the box when he did his thing. So I was like, oh, that's nice. The crowd started chanting, uh, Hadaway. No, I don't mean, come on. I mean, Hadaway, <laughs> the artist. Mm-hmm. Uh, what is love? And it was all right. Uh, it was the wedding. And then obviously Orange Cassidy popped out the, the cake, like how the fiend will pop out of Alexa Bliss at yeah. WWE Fastlane. Two yes. weeks time, and, and it was what it was. Um, I, I didn't like it, Matthew. Go on. I thought well, it was very very long. I liked James Mitchell appearing. That was cool. Oh, thank you. Yeah, I forgot. Yes, but I, I just felt like I kind of backed AEW to do something a bit different with it and try and improve upon the old trope. But instead, it was very similar to. And another thing. Does anyone else feel bad for the heels when this happens? I felt really sorry for Kip and Penelope. Their big day's been ruined. Yeah, they're not really that big of a dick. Right, it's... I mean, not really that established, to be honest with you, Kip saying Penelope. Because in real life, they are married. It seems like Chuck and Cassidy just ruined it for Bance. Chuck was going to be free anyway. The stipulation was he's going to be their butler until Beach Break. Don't know. Yeah, it's it's like, oh, you guys are legit getting married? Cool, we'll work that into a skit. 
even if it doesn't really work. So I was, was all right, but I don't really care. I want to. I just. Go I on. want Miro to change everything about what he's doing in AEW. <laughs> nothing, nothing is working for me. Every single week I've seen him, and it's just nothing. Nothing works. And this this segment, while well, it had its little moments, like Kip saying his stuff to when our eyes met and my eyes met your chest, and little laughs here and there. But I, w- I just was bored watching it. Me, to be honest with you. <laughs> Sorry, TK. Don't keep your five to yourself. But um, why do you keep saying TK? That's his name, isn't it? That's what all, all his friends call him, TK. He signs off all his, uh, his no, emails TK. to us with TK. TK. Much love, TK. Yeah. T-A-Y-K-A-Y. T-K. Is it? I thought yeah, it was TK. TK. Oh, really? oh he, doesn't, he doesn't type up the full thing for you, Jack. No, TK. No, fair enough. Yeah. TK, have a good day, he sometimes leaves me. <laughs> Spend this fiver well, he says. He's a funny lad, that TK. <laughs> <laughs> Can you text me the Fulham score when it finishes, please? (laughs) Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Lance Archer beats Eddie Kingston in a chaotic lumberjack match. The Butcher and Blade try to get involved, but are nullified, oh, that's a nice word, by Bear Country. <laughs> Off of AW Dark. Oh, yeah, I guess they are, yeah. I like them. They're big. They're big and they're bearish, aren't they? They've got nice masks when they walk down to the ring. Yeah, yeah the people watching Discord are like, oh, so AW have their own version of heavy machinery now. I'm like, no, these guys are on TV. Oh, poor Tucky. Press F in the chat for Tucky. But the the, the lumberjack match was was chaotic. Very surprised to see Jake Roberts taking a bump. I don't think he was supposed to. <laughs> Oh. So, he just saw he swung through, didn't he? And just fell over. Did, did <laughs> I, why I'm laughing. <laughs> did I miss something beforehand? But did Angelico do something? Because it, from my point of view, the match is going on. There's been a bit of a ruckus with the lumberjacks anyway. But out of just nowhere, Jake Roberts just decks Angelico, <laughs> proper like decks him. And then when they're on the floor, he gives him a little pat on the chest, either as if to say, "Thanks for making me look." hard as balls or 
Imagine me leg, joke. me leg. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't really know what that was about. It just seems like you blindsided him from nowhere. Just tapping DDT, DDT <laughs> on him. Nah, bless her. I don't know why that was, but it happened. And then, yeah, Lance Archer won. And I thought he had his hair cut. Very confused. Different colour. <laughs> it's uh, extensions, isn't it? He's, he's, he's long bit at the back. Wrestling hair. I went no, on his Instagram confusing. recently to see what a big badass he is, but he just loves his dog stuff. Oh, like, really? Yeah. Oh, I love you, Lance. I'm with you. FTR were banned from the Battle Royal early in the night for cutting off the horns, Luchasaurus. Wow, continuity. So they've only gone and kidnapped Marco Stunt, <laughs> the crazy pranksters. Yeah, all during the segment you could hear, I'm like, well, either there's someone in the room or... Alex Marvez is trying to knock on the door and get an interview. <laughs> and eventually he goes, that's right, we have Marco Stunt here. And then they fade away and went, up next, uh, the six-man tag. <laughs> oh, my God. We got a great main event. <laughs> like, oh, good, dude. Well, anyway. Oh, dear. It, hap- How it happens all the time in the wrestling. There's nothing out the ordinary about that. Marco Stunt is tied up and gagged. Must be Wednesday. <laughs> Omega and the Good Brothers beat Moxley, Pack, and Phoenix in the main event. Good God, what a lineup. Uh, even though there was lots of high flying athleticism here, and Phoenix just on another level compared to everybody at this time in 2021, I was just amused at how red Gallows was getting. It was he, absurd, he, the colour in his <laughs> He, His muscles have grown tenfold very quickly, in my opinion. I'm not. I'm not saying anything. In your scandalous. opinion, wait a minute. How's that work? I just. I'm just watching that match last. I think, and that guy is swole, swole like he's never been before. Mm. I'm not trying to say anything scandalous. Here. I'm just saying he's put on a lot of muscle, and well, congratulations to him. Yeah. Allegedly, he's big. Yeah, there he's, you go. He's, massive. he's big, absolutely massive. Big big boy. Um, I don't know. I really wanted Kenny and the Good Brothers to lose because they're smarmy and stuff. But I suppose it's the right decision that they didn't. I don't know. I don't know. Who cares about the result? It's all about what happened after, isn't it, anyway? Yeah. So people were going, already typed up on Twitter, like, oh, who's an RAAW that might some good bits and bad bits? I'm surprised uh, Omega didn't get pinned by Pac to set up a singles match or something. <laughs> that would have made sense. Wow. Wait, who's this? It's, oh, who's written this? It's NXT's Hideo Itami. He's crossed the line. <laughs> He's jumped shit. Everyone kept on tweeting something. The, uh, the un... I've messed it up now. The inopenable door has been opened or something. The relationship between New Japan and AEW. Yes, I think that was... Okay, I thought you would know. I thought it was a New Japan thing, but obviously we'll talk about two different things there. Yes. It's a stable. It's a stable of lads and Ken is the leader of the, the unopenable door. The big door is here. <laughs> That's right. Kenta is here. New Japan's very own. And he showed up. Everyone was going, oh my God, Kenta's here. He's got purple hair. We're going to get Kenta Moxley. Fantastic. And then he kind of hit him with a GDS. That was... Uh, oh, it was good enough for me. Yeah. Someone did put the, the clip from Snatch that goes, Tyrone, why don't you park there? God, it's not big enough. Tyrone, you could park a jumbo jet in that gap. <laughs> maybe, maybe a bit unkind, but I do like that clip from Snatch. But yeah, <laughs> bloody hell. Uh, after weeks of teasing, wait, are we doing a proper Bullet Club thing? Uh, do we have permission? Is what they're saying, the proper Bullet Club in Japan saying stuff, is that real? Is it not? Because can't tell with some of the people in uh, Bullet Club. Yeah, some Bullet Club in New Japan here. It's official. AW and New Japan probably working together. 
Interesting. Is a proof, Your Honour. Now, that's going to be interesting once everything's more back to normal and people can fly places, I suppose. But, it, I mean, it looks really, really exciting. I should also mention, can, can I, in a set, read out the contestants for this women's tournament as well? I was hoping you'd do it rather than myself. Go ahead, pal. Here we go. Matthew, you hadn't, so you don't know about this yet, or you do? Well, I know because it was on AW Dynamite. Oh, balls. That's not going to be a surprise, but I'll read out anyway. So, if anyone doesn't know, it's exciting because half of the tournament's taking place in America, and half of the bracket's taking place in Japan. So, the United States side of the bracket is Serena Deeb, Riho, the eventual winner, Britt Baker, that's my pick, uh, Tay Conti, Thunder Rosa, Nyla Rose, Anna Jay, and Layla Hirsch. The Japanese side of the bracket, Aja Kong. Yeah, right. Uh, Yuka Sakazaki Ross will be absolutely delighted with that. Well, I was until I learned someone else's name. So we've got uh, also also Venny, who I didn't recognise the name of, but I did a bit of Googling. I believe she is Asuka. Not that Asuka, the other one, but they're probably changing her name to avoid confusion with Asuka and Asuka. Uh, Emi Sakura, she's back. Ryo Mizunami, Mei Saruga, Rin Kadakura, and Maki Ito. There she is. <laughs> Ross's new favourite. My new favourite, because I, <coughs> like, obviously I had no idea who most of these were. So I took myself on the Google, Googled a few of them. She was one of them, and her Twitter game has come into my life today. Thursdays, we're sat here. Hi, I'm Maki Ito. I am a dickhead, is one of her tweets. And what? Really? Yeah. <coughs> words, words learned today, golden shower. That's another one of her tweets. A third of her tweets, all in caps. I am the god of love and piss. <laughs> And I was just, I was like asking the lads today, is, like, is, this, is this real or is this legit? And it seems to be intentional. So she's just great, isn't she? And I know nothing else apart from my Twitter game. So I've just no. seen her tweet there announcing the AW thing. And it says, uh, it's the match graphics, she's doing that, Women's World Championship Limited Tournament. Her caption, hello, mother effers. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you know what, Ross? Thank you. for I am the god of love. And oh, yep, yep, there. I've seen them all. You, I can't confirm. Wow, yeah. she, I thought she might have an English friend Follow. who's like ribbing her, saying, "Oh yeah, tweet this. This means this, but it doesn't." But no, maybe she's just full of the bants. Mm. I think she'd work well with Pac. They both tweet in a similar, carefree sort of way. They should just. She, I hope she talks like how she tweets. <laughs> Hello, dickheads. <laughs> what are your thoughts on this women's elimination match? I am the god of love and piss. And she walks away. <laughs> Well, I don't. Want, I'm really scared she's going to like go out in the first round now. I want this she, to be something. Nah, she can't. Surely, don't say that, Jack. Sorry, Why would you I'm say sorry. that? Why would you remind us of the grim truth of reality like that? But Jack, where are all these women from? Don't say Japan. I'll kill you. Um, is it stardom or is it uh, gay? Oh, all. I think various places, Matthew. Oh, those all various ones, then, right? Well, you know the way that the, the Japanese women's wrestling scene sometimes works. You've got a, quite a few free agents floating about, haven't you? Hmm. So I don't know. I, I couldn't tell you. I'm sorry. I know that. No, that's fine. I was just uh, thought I'd check because that means yeah, AW are working with right now, at least Impact, New Japan, Stardom, Ice Ribbons, and all the rest. And if there's lots of them, most of them as freelancers, I'm not sure. And that's to start off with. How are they really trying to get some sort of alliance with everybody? Maybe I'm just having a look now. Impressive, where... actually. Where they tend tend to wrestle, yeah, they seem to be from various different promotions. Like that Venny, the one whose uh, name is actually Asuka, she's DDT, I think. So yeah, okay, 
Yeah, there's a few different things going on. So they're working with everybody. Yeah. <coughs> Interesting times. Even if AW Dynamite was only all right this week, at, at, you know what? Yeah, I'm biased enough to say I'll take an all right episode of Dynamite over <laughs> Raw. But don't worry, not all WWE is bad. NXT, woohoo! Dakota Kai and Raquel Gonzalez beat Casey Catanzaro and Caden Carter to reach the Women's Dusty Classic final. Now, you're a regular NXT watcher, Jack. What do you think of the crazy super duper mega flip that uh, Casey's doing? Yeah. I don't, I'm really conflicted because when I first saw it, I was like, gee, whoa, this week I was less enthused. She seemed to land on her feet and just fall backwards, which is still very impressive, but I don't know what it is. Maybe it's just the fact that one of the WWE accounts, maybe BT or one of the, one of the WWE Twitter accounts tweeted, what in the hell was that? Well, we, what, last week, catch up lads, come on. (laughs) But I don't know what to think of it. What do you, Ross, what do you think of the move? I'm getting hints of a more impressive starship pain oh in the way that it's mighty impressive to see all the flips and whatnot but when i'm you know putting my boomer hat on and looking back into eras gone by in professional wrestling i want to see a finishing move that looks devastating and much like the starship pain this one doesn't look like it would hurt too much mm. is that is that too boomerish of me to say oh i'll i'll, I'll boomer you don't worry <laughs> <laughs> on the video game series tony hawks if you spin in the air and you do 720s or 1080s and you grab your thing and whatever, none of it matters if you land on your face. You have to land on the, the way that the game likes you to go, well, you actually nailed that. She's doing many flips in the air, but that landing looks like nothing. So mm. so it's fantastic for a bail. I still think she's... We're dickheads, aren't we? I still think she's... You know what? If Billy Big Bollocks, American indie dude, had done it, we're all be like, that's right. <laughs> I still think she's got a tremendous upside, you know? I think she's got a uniqueness about her. She can do stuff that no one else can. Yeah, like attend parties during oh. lockdown. I did like someone's tweet that said, well, she's only like she's only two foot. No wonder she goes to these parties. COVID can't see her. That's not even a good joke. That's just about something you that's just about something you agree with. No, that one's just about something you agree with. That's not even a good joke. I'm I agree with the it. sentiment, but I think you're a bit biased in favour of jokes that are your opinion. Yeah, you're right. I mean I agree with the opinion as well. I don't think people should be going to parties too, to be fair. I should just point you're that right. out. I will refrain from making any more comment of the WWE roster right now. <laughs> Next match. Austin Theory. Oh god. Faces Leon Ruff. At ringside, The Way are attacked by their Dusty Classic semi-final opponents. Not The Way! Not The Way. Ember Moon and Shotzi Blockhart. Gargano gets thrown out, but Theory wins anyway. He's chased off afterwards by Dexter Loomis, who rips out some of his hair in the process. Aye. It's a idea about me. It doesn't grow back at that age. Uh, later, Gargano finds out that he has to defend his title <laughs> against Kushida at the next take hour and is attacked by him backstage. Good lad, Kushida. What did you think of this, Ross? Did you watch it or? I saw. I've only seen bits of NXT this week, and I saw the the, the bit where um, Kushida's in uh, Regal's office, and that was that was okay, I guess. Um, I'm just I can't get myself like captivated when it comes to Johnny Gargano, and I don't know what it is. There's just something about me, even though he is entertaining, I guess, and his interviews and whatnot. I just can't get myself g'd up watching him do his stuff on the wrestling. But I didn't see the the Austin Theory match, so I cannot possibly comment. I awesome feel bad for Johnny Gargano 
I think he gets so much flack for being a, the best version of himself. And he, all he does is try his best and be really talented. And people crap on him from a great height for having long matches and kicking out of things. And yeah, but I just think he's so good and I feel bad for him. But I do agree that he's not in the most exciting place right now, I must say. <laughs> I was just not yeah, watching this. in the first half, not going to lie. Just watching his interview, it was just like, I don't want to... How's the best way to say it? It's very, like, from the book, if you know what I mean. Like, it's, it's, it's heelishness. It's very much... Generic. Page, what, page one of the wrestling handbook, if you know what I mean. Yeah. Right. Look, a lot of people are the same as you, Jack. They like him, and they think he's getting unfair, unfair negative stuff from people like me. Here's the thing. You're right. It's not him. It's me. I've been watching when NXT for, what, six years now? Right. I You need to change it up, as I I know, said. I know, I know. You know, it's like Dolph Ziggler. He is very good in the ring. He is very good at what he does. But he's been doing the exact same stuff for, oh, God, since what? Oh, we started in 09, WWE. God, you know what? I don't want to think about the passage of time. It's going to make me sad. Yeah, my point. Yeah, you're very good, but, um, you know, move on. Tony Storm continues to call out Io Shirai, who interrupts her match with Jesse Kamea and causes a no contest. Oh, that's yeah, very nice of her. just a moonsault, yeah. Mm-hmm. Santos Escobar successfully defends the Cruiserweight title against Kurt Stallion, the man that he's been knacking these past few weeks. Good on you, Santos. Karen Cross comes out and deals with Wild and Mendoza. He tells Escobar that time is ticking. He can't escape the inevitable and kills him. Oh, no, sorry, and so on, it says. So is so, Karrion Cross going to be cruiserweight champion? That's what I'm wondering. Because <laughs> I, I'm sorry to say this, guys, but I doubted you last week when you said that Karrion Cross is the one who left the card for him. And I thought, no, I'm definitely right. It's definitely Boa. Well, I've been proven wrong this week, but I, but Karrion Cross is the very opposite of a cruiserweight. He's bloody huge. Unless it's going to be Scarlet, because she's the one who has the cards and those little vignettes where she's like. I don't know. I'm not even going to attempt what she does because she speaks in tongues, but she's got all these cars and she's putting down the table. So Yeah, it could be Scarlet. Do you think they'd do that? I don't know. I have no idea. Hmm. Do you reckon they'll do it, Matthew? Yeah, sure. <laughs> why not? They can do what they like in NXT, as we've proven. Escobar's pals beat the Lucha House Party to advance in the Dusty Classic. They're mockingly congratulated by MSK afterwards. Ooh. I've realised that MSK sounds familiar because it's the name of the nightclub in Newcastle, down from the monument, music slash or MSA. Have you never been MSA? Never mind. So not MSK then. Ross has been MSA. So not MSK. But it sounds. Did I say? Did I say it was the name? I meant to yeah. say it sounds, it sounds familiar. I meant to say it sounds familiar because it sounds like the name. Oh bless you, Jack. Oh balls. Never mind. This is, this is why I get up in the morning just to do these podcasts with you, man. It's awesome. I keep thinking of Brandon Cutler me whenever I hear MSK, but it's not. It's it's TPK, isn't it, on his theme? Well, there's a dude called MSK oh, yeah. who's uh, been like a, a mod and stuff like that for me for years, and he was good at it. He's like, why is my name trademarked by WWE? <laughs> <laughs> I said, I can't talk to you anymore about the lawyer present. Uh, in the main event, Thatcher and Champa also advanced in the Dusty Classic, beating Adam Cole and Roddy Strong. You have a stare down with the grizzled young vets to end the show. Oh, you know what? I might actually watch NXT next Did week. Did I write down that. the edge bit or have you missed the edge bit? The edge bit is not here. Why don't you tell us what happened with the edge? I'll find my notes. Do you two play some music? 
I can't believe the edge bit wasn't there. Oh, Pete Dunne calls out Finn Balor. Oh, fuck, I knew it! Challenge for a title match in the next takeover. This brings out Edge, who says that he'll be watching and may even decide to face the winner. Later as he leaves, Edge is confronted by Karrion Cross, who says he'll be NXT champion by WrestleMania. Yeah, he did. So what's Scarlett doing? It's going to be Scarlett going for the Cruiserweight title, isn't it? Is Karrion Cross going to do a Bobby Lashley and win all the belts? Yeah. And then Edge becomes Cruiserweight champion because they beat Eric Gross for it. <laughs> it's a very me- a confusing situation. We'll have to just tune in every week and find out. Yeah, it's true. Wow. But Edge on NXT is it's weird because, I mean, he's Edge. Mm. Hello, but, hello, fellow kids. <laughs> on the old uh, Edge and Christian pot of awesomeness, one guy he would always rant and rave about was um, Mr. Bala. So I could see it happening, mate, just because Edge... Presumably has a bit of sway. If that Rumble story is true, I've got no idea. But you presume he's got a bit of sway backstage. If he wants a match against Finn Balor, I reckon he'll get that match against Finn Balor. Because he fancies him. He's only human. <laughs> and that was The Week of Wrestling. Let's have a rummage in our mail bags. <laughs> ah, let's have a little old rummage in the mail bag. Number one, hello, Cultaholic podcast crew. The previous two podcasts had Americans asking questions about slang words and phrases, and I wanted to give it a go. I am from the extremely hot and beautiful Sydney, Australia. And quite like the UK, we have some pretty interesting slang. I have a lot of Aussie phrases, and I would love to hear what you think they mean. I'll get my laptop. Fantastic. I'll do you a favour and cut out the ones with swearing, even though swearing is half our vocabulary. Enjoy. <laughs> Don't worry, ours is as well, which is sometimes why this podcast stutters and stops because we're trying not to swear. Phrases. Can you turn on the jug? The Can you jug. turn on the jag? Can you, you turn, turn on the, the jag? Turn on the jag. Kettle. Get the kettle on. TV. Can you run us a bath? Shall I find out? Yeah, can you find out, please? What's the next one, Matthew, while he's Googling? Pass me a durry, mate. Dury spelt D-U-R-R-Y. Pass me a dowry, mate. I believe kettle was correct for jug. Get in. Okay, yeah. Can you pass me a dowry, mate? Or maybe it's a jury. Can you pass me a jury, mate? Jury could be, yeah. Peter Jury. Pass me the football commentator. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Pass me a dowry. Pass me the Ian Jury in the blockheads, please. Pass me a bifter. Pass me a a, a doobie. Pass me a... a, It's a a cigarette. Ross is there. He's there. He's there. Am I Australian? There's a chance to guess you get. Um, Sorry, you having a piss up tonight? Oh, I thought oh, we all yeah. have that expression over Come here on, as well, friends. Unless Is it's that Australian thing. Oh, unless it means are you having a bonfire tonight? It could mean something different in Australia. Are you having a piss up tonight? Yeah, go have a check. Actually, it's funny if it'd be. Could we have a subtle and nice meeting where we discuss our feelings <laughs> of the future? Do you fancy well, going to bed? A, a party, <laughs> a party where people consume alcohol. Yeah. Ah, nearly there. She'll be right. She'll be right. She'll be okay. She'll be okay. Yeah, she'll be okay. She'll be right. Right as rain. Oh, that'll be all right. So it might mean like it's as if they're assigning a a agenda to a non like so like what's the weather going to be like later on? Oh, she'll be right, mate. Oh, okay. (laughs) 
Thank oh, you, yeah. Is this... Oh, yeah. Is she was... right? Yeah, to be yeah. honest, in the mailbag this week, there were so many... I say so many. There was at least five of these, like, guess our phrases sort of thing. Is... Should we? Should this be a weekly thing on the podcast or should we knock down the head after this one? No, I think we should keep on doing it. I'm loving it. <laughs> World tour. And it gives us a chance to do our comedy impressions related as, as seen in every tv show in england since the 70s so it's she'll be right's got its own wikipedia page where it says in this usage she represents everything uh related wow. terms also used include she'll be apples and she's good <laughs> she'll be apple <laughs> she'll be apples what does that mean the same she, oh she'll be all, apples it, means she'll be all right it means it'll all be fine how's your car mate oh she'll be apple she'll be apple that's <laughs> brilliant <laughs> oh gotta go down a bloody dmv though <laughs> we're sorry we're sorry we're not really that sorry to be honest with you we're saying sorry so we'll continue doing it and you not be mad words bogan chav, i know chav. what this is bogan. yeah it's like a, a chav it's a, a dingle mm. oh yeah i know this because of uh, all the simpsons pictures i see of it because they love the simpsons in australia uh root rat oh goodness me <laughs> gonorrhea <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, root uh, rat. Are they those birds that drink bin water? Oh, it's a sexually promiscuous person. A root rat. Oh, good okay. lord! Good lord! During COVID, no one is a root rat. I see. <laughs> Dull bludger. Oh, I don't know what it is, but I love These it. Sound like Harry Potter things. Unemployed person. Yeah. Okay. Oh right. Oh, is that confirmed, or are you just guessing? That was a guess. I'm right. guessing. Okay. A person who chooses to receive unemployment. Yeah. <laughs> Fantastic. Oh, very good. Uh, oh, I think I know this one. Budgie smugglers. Underpants. Speedos, yeah. Yeah. Oh, oh okay, yeah. We, we those... also, we also, no. yeah. Okay. What were you thinking, Matthew? Yeah, I thought it was an expression for someone if they had a, a big dick. Ah, <laughs> oh, smuggling a budgie there, mate. Oh, you not staring at me, yeah, crotch, yeah. please, me. I can see it. Yeah. Oh, so it's actually it then. Just expression for underwear. Speedos. It is okay. Cool. Grog. Beer. Pouch drink, grog. Fast, don't they? Grog. Yeah, almost like a dodgy drink. I've got it. He's bloody grog. got it. <laughs> Apparently, grog. Is diluted or substandard rum, watered down rum, but I think it can now, yes, it can now be used as a slang term for any alcoholic beverage. Right. Yeah, because that's why it's a pirate thing, because obviously watered down for those mm. long trips. Yeah. Yeah. Much love watching neighbours and home and away as a kid. I get excited when they go, you flaming mongrel. <laughs> I want to thank you for all you have done in these trying times. And I also want to tell Jack that he did a ripper of an Aussie accent last week on the podcast. Wow, thank you. Don't check that. actually means bad in Australia. When he thought a word sounded Australian. Much love, Ethan from Straya, spelled S-T-R-A-Y-A. Straya. If you're not, not there, what the bloody hell are you waiting for? Oh, yeah. As that horrible advertising campaign said many years ago. Number two. Greetings, Ross. I know you read these first, or they know. <laughs> <laughs> Do you remember those pair of heels? Off around the twist. I never watched on the twist. Oh, they were awful, those two. They had the arsehole son, didn't they? And they would always, like, he'd have his little 4x4 car, I think, if memory serves correctly, going around everywhere. That guy in the yellow shirt. Terrible <laughs> pair of <laughs> human beings. Have you ever... Ever felt, felt like, like this? 
of strange things happening. Are you going round the twist? No, I've never seen it. Good. <laughs> uh, I thought Michelangelo, as in Mike and Angelo, was an Australian show. Where have I got that from? No, it's a British show. I hope one of them was Australian, or I have an incredibly bad memory. Does anyone remember Jeopardy on the CBBC? Jeopardy? Oh, it not was... the game show then. No, no, it was a, a like a live action. Um, it was a group of Scottish students who go to Australia and get lost, and strange things happening. They go around the. They go around the twist. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <coughs> ah. Anyway, I'm looking up Australian kids shows from nights. Anyway. Uh, and of course, greetings also to Jack and Mafu. I am a long-time viewer from way back in the redacted days. Although I have watched professional wrestling since the mid-90s, you fellas have given me new perspective and renewed energy over the last few years. Oh. And boy, has it been needed with WWE's creative recently. Thank you for this. I have never missed a podcast, and I hope they continue for years to come. Very clear, I missed a few, a few of the early ones. <laughs> On last week's podcast, Jack asked about professors advising theses and dissertations and whether or not professors are, or should be, familiar with uh. all materials cited therein. I am a history professor at Washington State University mm. in the small college town of Pullman, Washington. Jack's inquisitiveness motivated me to write into the podcast the first time. I hope my thoughts are helpful. The short answer is no. Professors likely have not read anything, sorry, everything, cited in a major thesis or dissertation. However, we usually are at least familiar with most important scholarship within our fields. This may vary discipline to discipline. For example, I'm a professor of ancient Greek and Roman history, and it should be nigh impossible to have read everything. However, 13 years of study and many more years of teaching and research prepare you to know a great deal. You know your Iliads, your Odysseys, your Aeneids. Exactly. Your, your metamorphoses. Yeah, asterisks. It is why we get paid the big bucks after all. Statement <clears throat> dripping with sarcasm. Oh, sorry. Also, most professors are constantly familiarizing... Uh, one more time. Come on, Matthew, you got this. Familiarizing themselves with new scholarship each year. Right. If the student cites work in a paper with which I'm unfamiliar, it is my responsibility to familiarize myself especially if it's a book or article crucial to their thesis. So although your professors do not know everything, they know a great deal and work hard to expand that knowledge year in and year out. That wealth of knowledge in turn is used to help students become more accomplished intellectuals and more engaged world citizens. Bloody hell. Now to my question for the mailbag. It's a brilliant answer, by the way. Fantastic Yeah, answer. this is a great so, uh, information. How is this going to segue into a wrestling question? I'm very eager to see. If you could travel back in time to ancient Greece ancient Rome and medieval Europe, which one male and one female wrestler would you take with you to each era and why? Wow. Thanks again, fellas, for all the great content and hard work over the years. It has been especially welcome during the pandemic. Stay safe, stay sane, and stay ch- stay chickalicious, as the great leader would say. You were doing so well, mate. <laughs> Cheers, Dr. Nick. From Pullman, WA. Well, thank you very much, Dr. Nick. It's Thanks, learning, Dr. Nick. A learning sure. experience on the podcast this week. Damn it. That so was... for all you people thinking you can cheat your lecturer or your professor by going, I'm citing uh, Round the Twist <laughs> by that lighthouse 
an obscure book from the 90s or whatever. No, they will know at least some of it or have an idea, so... Right, well, I'm thinking about this question. Hold well, the, the mail I would take back to the those times would be Vince McMahon and start the Monday Night Wars again against Caesar. Because he would do it, wouldn't he? To the Roman times you're taking Vince? Yeah, to the Roman times I'm taking Vince. Okay. That's good. I would have... <laughs> I would have the big show with Hannibal uh, going over the Alps. Because I think the... Oh, over the, with the elephants... Because I think the only way that would be more impressive and scary to the people who were seeing this wasn't just Hannibal and his elephants coming over the bloody mountains going, the bloody elephants! Uh, but doing so with... <laughs> in the background. When it comes to ancient Greece, very philosophical time, the cradle of Western civilization and all that, you want to take back wrestlers who are clever and philosophical to get you in with the social circles and that. So I'd go for two clever, very intelligent wrestlers. Um, who's right? Who's Who do I choose here then? Well, the ones that people say is always clever is Kane and Daniel Bryan, isn't it? They're the two. They yeah. Read books. <laughs> but I don't know if I trust Kane when it comes to individual democracy. Um, <laughs> oh, no, he's all about He's all about it, isn't he? To an extreme. I'll go for... I'll go for Daniel Bryan, and for the woman, I'll go for... You know what? Molly Holly sound, seems pretty clever. I could be wrong, but she seems pretty intelligent. So I'll go for Molly Holly. Rome, just want hard, hard men. So I'd go for Steve Blackman. And then for the women, I'd go for Ronda Rousey. And then for... What was the other Medieval? Medieval Europe. Seamus, he just looks... No, Drew, sorry, Drew, Drew. Drew and Becky Lynch. The Celts were coming to... What did he get you? Yeah. I'd have Rhea Ripley go and help uh, Boudicca. Yeah. I think she would have won if she'd been around. Bloody Romans. And I would <laughs> well, also... What have they ever done for her? Exactly. I would also... <coughs> when Henry VIII was going, oh, will no one rid me of this turbulent priest have uh, Fruke and Bradshaw of the Acolyte Protection Agency going, yeah, for a price. <laughs> A long way to go for that, Matthew. Uh, <laughs> any other history-related uh, things we can give to Dr. Nick? Um, I've done my quota. I'll take Roman Reigns to Greece so he can take the Roman Empire and build all the tables and that. To I Greece? don't know anymore, yeah. Not just, to just, Rome? Just, just, no, no, not Rome. That's where Vince McMahon's going with me. When you said you'll take Roman Reigns to Greece, it sounded like you were going off with him to Mykonos. Yeah. I'll take Roman Reigns to Greece. Go <laughs> to the, the Isle of Fernando's. Yeah, um, it's where's the, where's the people go for Greece to Ayanapa? Is that Greece? That's that's uh, Cyprus or Turkey. What's the other one? Not well, Ayanapa. Greece, Greece is in the for the the young the young kids to go for and the, get drunk. Zanti. Zanti, that's the one. Yeah, aye. This is descending into, into bollocks. Uh, move on, Matthew. I don't know. I'm got any clever answers today. Sorry, that's everybody. okay, Ross. <laughs> we didn't have any either, so we'll suck oh, no. collectively. Speak for yourself. Oh, also, um, I'd have Johnny Gargano. One last one. Johnny Gargano, I'd take him to uh, medieval Europe and leave him there. <sighs> dun, dun, dun. <laughs> Number three. Hi, lads. Hope you're all well, keeping well in lockdown 3.0. Here we is are. it really 3.0? Oh, whatever. I'm not going to, again, say to everybody, is it really lockdown or is it third one if not being able to do anything in between lockdowns? It is the third one. Okay, great. We had that month-long one before Christmas, didn't we? 
Me too. Mm. That was fun. Yeah. I want to touch on the topic of Easter's changing date before I ask my question. Wow, oh, it's everyone responding to everything we said last podcast. Yeah. The reason why Easter falls on a different day every year is because it is determined by the first Sunday after the first full moon after the spring equinox. Right. The spring right. equinox normally falls on the 20th of March yearly. The earliest is the earliest Easter can be is the 22nd of March and the latest the 25th of April. As we know from experience, WrestleMania likes to be close to Easter. Sorry, I don't have stats on this, but maybe another email in the future. Oh, please do. We love Easter discussion. Oh, <laughs> God almighty, Ross. Can you give us a bloody warning next time you do that? <laughs> I'll so keep my fun. question uh, kind of in theme. What do you guys put on your pancakes for Pancake <laughs> Tuesday? Oh, okay. That's a good one. Good question. I am not sure if Pancake Tuesday is a big thing in England, oh, yes. but the question still stands for pancake toppings. From Tracy in Dublin. Thank you, Tracy. Dublin, Australia. That's a good question. Um, Shrove Tuesday. Oh, I tell you know, I, I used to meet up with people and do them, but obviously it's spread out, of course, the last few years. But you, you kids are younger than me, so what do you do? I changed up last year because I think was it we were in lockdown last year when it happened. I think we were, weren't we? So yes, uh, experimenting times. I think we were. I think well, we would have been. Would be arse end of February. Whatever just we the were doing. Of oh, whatever. Anyway, Karen. Whatever it was, yeah. Uh, experimenting. Put DMT on there. No, I didn't actually do that. Uh, <laughs> Bis- Biscoff spreadable. I remember you nominated this for the Hall of Fame. Right. Unbelievable on a pancake. And I'm, I'm looking looking to experiment again this year with the old pancake. So if there's any any exotic suggestions out there in the, in the universe, the cultaholic universe, I don't know what's happened to me today. Uh, put them in the comments below because I'm, I'm, on, the, I'm on, the, on, the, on the lookout for trying something new again. I'm a, a golden syrup man. Golden syrup's always a winner for me. But when we went to America, uh, something changed my world a little bit and that was the blueberry syrup and i thought that was delicious as well so i i didn't have any of that this uh, last year but i'll certainly be incorporating it if i remember this year i think the last time i had pancakes was in amsterdam <laughs> and i you know how guinness like if you know guinness did this would be the best yeah the best pancakes in the world in amsterdam. Right. bloody hell okay and when i was there i had whipped cream and strawberries on oh i might have to go get some pancakes. Are you all right, Jack? Are you in pain? Bit of cramp again? I'm all right. Oh, bless you. I might have to go get some pancake mix. Risk COVID to get some pancake mix. Just get your Iceland delivery sort. That's what I do now. Uh, Iceland always have Are they good for open. delivery? Oh, I, I ordered it the night before and it comes the next day, whenever, whatever time you want. It's, if you spend £35, Jack, it's free delivery, which I don't meet every week, but, you know, sometimes you do when you... Yeah, you know, but, but, I'll, I'll have to check it out. Thank you. Yeah. They do sell though. I don't know if you saw it on my Twitter this week. It was what was it? Uh, Mrs. Brown's fajitas or something? I've never seen anything like it. It was <laughs> the BBC series. Yeah, the BBC series. She oh, was really? On, she was on, yeah, she was on the package. <coughs> Let me find it. Speak Selling fajitas. Yeah, I think it was fajitas, but it looked awful. <laughs> <laughs> uh, where there he is? Um, two chicken fajita crowns, Mrs. Brown's kitchen. Oh, Mike. Oh. oh, Mike Awesome's Mrs. Brown's Boys Chicken Fajita Crowns. Look how bad they look, though. What's okay. the point of... Why is that for, then? Because, obviously, she's very popular. Yeah. And not the worst thing on TV. Yeah. Because uh. when you think Chicken Fajitas, you think Mrs. Brown's Boys. <laughs> I know. It's so random. Uh, anyway. Number four. Hello, diddlers. Hello. Oh, hi. <laughs> In Germany, we have this comic figure called Diddle. 
No. Oh, <laughs> no, God. No. Wait a minute. Before I read all this, is this a real bloody thing called diddle? Ooh. I've not oh. verified it, but the email was very convincing. I'm going to go check this before with a victim of a scam. Well, it was Denmark that had the, the cartoon with the comically large oh, penis. Oh, white, white jumping mouse. All right, yeah, I've just confirmed. Yeah, diddle is a thing. I want to see it. I'm going to have a look. That's fine. In Germany, you had this comic figure called Diddle. When oh, I was they? Up. Oh, it's his feet. Oh, my God. I got a fright. <laughs> I thought it was his balls. It was It was basically a mix between a mouse and a kangaroo with massive feet. Oh. He lived, he lived in look, cheesecake land. They look like land. testicles. <laughs> they do, don't they? Well, breaking news, lads. He lives in cheese, uh, cheesecake land. It's now oh, my nice. favourite uh, mouse kangaroo with massive That's, balls. That is class. His main friends were Pimbolly, a teddy bear, Mimi Hops, a fox rabbit. A what rabbit? A fox rabbit. Bear me a second. <laughs> Diddalina. <laughs> Emma's second gimmick in WWE. <laughs> His girlfriend. Her wild pony, Gallopy. <laughs> and Diddle's dog, Bibobble. Okay. A, a, oh God, a Bommel Schwan sweater. Pom Pom Tail Setter. Please don't skip these names. How could I? There, there they are. Thanks, Ross. We are in a full lockdown here. I can't buy any more houseplants. And I need a, I need a new source of joy and happiness. Cheers. <laughs> Which one's Didalina? <laughs> not there. Is she not on that picture? I doubt it. Surely Diddle goes out with a girl. Uh, oh, maybe. Own, I think I found it. Give us a second. His own species. What a coincidence. Diddle is friends with Didalina. I know. So handy. By the way, the pronunciations are as... So much fun. Pi... Oh, God. You're killing this. Pimboli, Mimi Hops, Diddle Eater, Galoopy, and Bee Bumble. Thank you. My cheeks hurt from smiling. Also, here is my question, which I ask myself every time you say the phrase. So, every podcast, basically, why, slaps head... Do you call Aiden your news hound this is when his oh 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 when his last name is Gibbons and thus he is a certified news monkey? <laughs> I saw this little bit. That's and genius. I, was like, I was, saw this bit and I was like that because Aiden's name caught my eye. I was like, someone's written in about Aiden, so I have read this bit. Oh, okay. Oh yeah, we call him the news, but that yeah, you know what? That makes complete sense, uh, Diddleina. So we'll call him the news monkey from now on. <laughs> yes, comment section. I know Gibbons are technically not considered monkeys. But lesser apes. Okay. But Aiden the lesser news ape doesn't have the same <laughs> route to it. Oh, I begged it different. Aiden the lesser news ape. <laughs> right, if he didn't like me before, he's gonna love me after this. Uh Gibbons are the oh, all right, still on this, are we? Gibbons are the fastest, the most agile of all tree dwelling not flying mammals. Mm. Their genome is ninety-six percent similar to humans. Nice. Gibbons don't have tails. Sorry, Aiden. They are most often is this all about Gibbons? They are most often heard in the early morning and may go on for half an hour or more. This morning ritual is usually initiated by the female but mated pairs. And even whole families with sing-along complex songs together. They sing complex songs together? So the Gibbons oh. all sit around and go like, I see a little silly. Like the- yeah, yeah. <laughs> the, the ones in the back do the ooga-shaka, ooga-ooga-ooga-shaka. <laughs> yeah. 
Unfortunately, most species are either endangered or critically endangered, primarily due to degradation or loss of their forest habitats. Save the gibbons. I am so sorry, Aiden, and everyone who had to read, say, and hear this mess of an email. (laughs) Sandra from Germany, with, with no question, it's just that. No, that's quality. No, no, no. The thank question, you, was, the, the the question was, why do we call Aiden the news hound? And it's pretty simple. Oh, okay. it's, it's because we work him as such. We work him like a dog. Um, he doesn't get to go home on the weekend and we pay him. <laughs> it's as simple <laughs> as that. Surely now he's Aiden the lesser news, eh? I think that's fantastic. Aiden the lesser news, eh? Aiden the Aiden. Oh. <sighs> Give me a second. <laughs> Literally, you know when you like smile a lot and this bit of your face yeah, hurts. Yeah. Oof. I remember. I remember it vaguely. It's been a while. <laughs> that had everything. <laughs> oh, the German language. Diddleina, monkeys. Diddleina. Diddleina. I remember Schnappy does Klein a crocodile, but I'm glad we have expanded my knowledge oh. of German cartoons. <sighs> Number five. Wow, five this, this week. Hello, chaps. Hello. Just to cut through the usual smoke up the arse blowing, I wondered if <laughs> I wondered if I could just ask a straight wrestling question. Go on. Wow, let's see. Let's see if you can, pal. How far away at WWE from creating a big enough face to credibly go up against the excellent heel that is Roman Reigns? Personally, I don't think there is anyone currently who could beat him that wouldn't at best seem a strange booking decision and at worst actually harm Roman's current great work. I think WWE want to believe that Drew is that big of a face right now, but without actual crowds to prove the point. As much as I like Drew, I'm not convinced he is that over. Anyway, thanks for your taste. Sorry. Thanks for your time. And now you can go back to people pretending to be from somewhere else. Laters. (laughs) One moo time. And if it helps, from Camberwick Green. Lovely. Nice. Hmm. You know what? The point about Drew is... It's a fair enough one because Drew, when he was going up for the title, was excellent. Since the no people in the arena shows, he has come out and do the, oh, it's great to see Hulk Hogan, my friend, and all this stuff. And he's like, wow, gosh, Jay Willigers, and all these other things they don't say in Scotland, where it's like he's, he's kind of diminished because he's become that normal WWE face where he's actually boring and bland as hell. But I'll still take him over anybody else on the Raw roster. But as far as anyone beating Roman Reigns, right now on SmackDown, no. No, the, the Biggies, Nakamura, Cesaro's, and maybe even Daniel Bryan's aren't at that level yet, as if they did it right now. If they start building up towards WrestleMania, I think Big E still has the time to be one. But he has to get rid of Apollo Crews first, I guess. What do you think, Ross? Pretty much what you've just said there. I think Big E is the one. If they're going to invest... Because it's, sort of, it's weird how they're just like... It looked like heading into Survivor Series, or just before Survivor Series, they were going to properly build up Big E to be like a Rumble winner, and then it just stopped. And then his his segments on SmackDown, they were just sort of inc- inconsequential backstage things, and that was for a few weeks. And then it's just sort of got less and less and less. And then the, he's got a couch now at ringside with a fridge, and sort of all over the shop a bit. So if they really focus on Big E, I think he's the guy out of everybody. I think I agree with what both of you have said. I don't think if it, if it was to happen so shortly, they've not built up anyone enough. But I don't think that Roman necessarily needs beating at this WrestleMania, but that's not what he's asking. Um, so I reckon if they were to throw all their weight behind 
like they did with Brian, like an internet favourite, like Cesaro. I think fans would come around, but at, at, at the minute, maybe Big E is the most natural one. But I still feel like he's not at the level yet because of what Ross has said. That was a nice normal question and we'll ruin it. Uh, I have the Wikipedia entry for Diddle open. Oh my God, there's an entire extended family. I'm not going to read all of them, but there's Diddleus Mousart, his pre-ancestor who plays music. Diddle Dong Ping Wu. No, no. Chinese cousin. Which, bloody hell. And Did Luigi Di Anti Pasta Di Paparazzi. No, there's an Italian racist one. No. How are you spelling? How are you spelling Diddle Dong P Wu? Diddle Dong Ping Ping Wu P I N G W U. Gotta get it right. I thought you said P Wu. And uh, Diddle's Italian great uncle runs a pizzeria called Da Did Luigi. <laughs> no. I'm gonna move on now before Actual, I piss myself hu- from laughing. Real human men have just popped up here. For, for <laughs> <laughs> well, those were. Some questions for the podcast. Almost certainly. Thank you very much for sending them to the mailbag at colaholic.com address. You too can send whatever's on your mind. Or if you want to correct us because you have a greater knowledge of the thing that we're talking about than us, feel free to go ahead. <laughs> the university that. professors of the world. <sighs> Strong mailbag. Good one. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not good. I'm not good from laughing. I'm sorry. Reese's Pieces. It's probably going to be on the same lines as what we just had. Good morning, pedophiles. Uh, Mark Austin and Alo Alo. There we go, combining the jokes. This must be from a super fan. It's like Vengeance Day. Yes. To celebrate three years, bloody hell, and over 150 episodes of the Cult Alec Russian podcast. Crikey. How about a Reese's Pieces looking back at the moments we all look forward to? No, no, not the lengthy discussions and expert opinions on wrestling, but the stories, recurring jokes, and obscure British TV references that only 5% of the audience understand. I've tried to categorise these moments to make it a fair competition. But first, here's a contrived and completely unnecessary about my job. Wow, this guy really does pay attention. Just kidding. Yo, okay. You're probably over two hours in the podcast, correct? And it's only a matter of time before Mafu gets bored, Ross is out of steam, Oh, Jack starts burying everyone. <laughs> Happened wow. a long time ago. <laughs> so let's get cracking with the knacking. Pick your favourite moment out of the two, and as always, fastest thought first. We'll go Matthew, Jack, Ross. Tope, Christ, Matthew. Tope, con hello, or hey, diddly ho, diddlerinos. I'm going with Tope, con hello. I'm going with Tope, con hello as well. Tope, con hello. Nice. You go. See. Good start. Matthew's auto-focusing webcam. It's fixed now. It's fixed, Your Honor. Or Jack's precarious microphone. Huh. I'm picking my webcam because I've been mocked. I'm glad I got it fixed. I'm picking my microphone because I feel like Matthew's webcam was more an issue in his own mind than it was for the audience, whereas my microphone took over on several occasions. I'll go for the microphone as well because of the obvious remedy to the issue that kept happening for so long. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I didn't get software to fix my webcam. Jack's like... <laughs> and the fact that you turned it to Brian Alvarez for the first time on the podcast, Matthew, your voice, 
Hang on. <laughs> you yeah. mean to... T- oh, I keep doing Borat now. What's going on? Yeah. You mean to tell me there was a yeah. table in front of you <laughs> every week? <laughs> he has put this microphone <laughs> yeah. away. Oh, wait, whatever. I'm going to do it again. Kevin Keegan's promo. Oh, here's a tough one. Oh, the blind date journalist swerve. Oh, mate. I mean, I love Keegan, but that blind date journalist thing's amazing. Yeah, blind date. I'll go for Keegan because it can be applied to a variety of wrestling situations, I feel. I'll go blind date just because Keegan is still too raw. Yeah, because he didn't win. Yeah. And I've did that journalist. Uh, Jack's amazing story, or stay gold, this one's a cheese pizza. Cheese pizza. pizza. I laugh now thinking about that story. I'm going for my story, and I'm sad that Ross wasn't there for it. I've got no idea what either of these things are, so I'll go for cheese pizza, because I like cheese pizza. Did you not see? Oh, okay. The amazing story was, I think, to do the entire thing would like take it away. But Yeah, yeah. All right. Can you tell the State Gold one briefly? Yeah, I went to State Gold once, Ross. Have you met Ant before? Tall, I don't, ginger. I don't think so. Maybe, I don't know. He works at Rise and State Gold, and he's also now training to be a wrestler. He's at North sometime. Um, and he's a Mackham. So one night at State Gold, they were having like a pizza thing theme. So like every so often they'd bring out a pizza from the back, just into the crowd. Everyone's dancing about like mad. And he'll get on the, on the mic, on the house mic and go like, cut off the music, whatever song's playing and go like, steer gold, this one's a pepperoni. (laughs) And then this one's, this one's a vegetarian pizza. No meat on it. Stuff like that. It was really good. I didn't touch any of the pizza because obviously as soon as he brought one out, all the drunk people were like, Bleh. but yeah, no, it was good. Matthew found it great. And then he contacted me the week after to like say, you take the piss out of me. He wasn't being serious. He's a lovely man. Shout out how, to how do you know he wasn't taking the piss? Because I asked him if he was being serious and he was like, no, don't worry. Just sleep with one eye open. Yeah. But I can remember, just one more fight. Yeah, this one's a garlic bread. Like, oh my <laughs> God. I'd go every week if they did that. God. Daz, Sam- Daz Samson or Paul Shane. Who's Paul Shane? Who's Paul Shane? Uh, it's uh, the actor, Heidi. Oh, 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 I see. I was trying to think why he's into Paul Shane. Because one of them did that Eurovision bus yeah. or whatever. And Paul Shane did... <laughs> Baby, baby. Oh, that's oh. Paul Shane, the club singer. Yeah. Club singer for me. You've lost that love and feeling. <laughs> the worst cover of all time. Yeah, Paul Shane. I'm going for Daz. I'm a big fan of Eurovision. And I, I, I recommend everyone check out not only his song that he did at Eurovision, but the one he tried a year or two ago to represent Belarus with the song Kinky Boots. Bad. <laughs> I'm going Paul Shane. Yeah. Fair enough. Can you do a baby, baby? Baby, baby. <laughs> Thank you. Just like he's in the room, in it. <laughs> yeah. Mafu's mustache, or ravishing Ross Twiddell's mustache. Well, I'm biased. I think I'll. I think my mustache worked better when I had the short hair. With the long one, it's, it's looked bizarre. So I'll go with Ross's. I'm sure that Ross would not argue if I said that me and him are both not very good at growing facial hair compared to Matthew, and that's why I'm going for Matthews. I don't know now because I surprised Ooh. how much of a how much of a mustache I was able to crack out in a month. I was, um, but yeah, Matthews is still better than mine by a mile. Mine, mine didn't oh, have much girth. Yeah, 
It was more than I thought was going to be there, though. I just wasn't happy with the bushiness. But, I'm too yeah. scared to try. Next year, I might do Movember. Don't be All scared right. to try. It's just about raising money, isn't it? Make a take yourself for a month. That's true. Right. If I do it for charity, then yeah, fair yeah. enough. Yeah, might as well I'll just do, do it I'll now. Do I mean, you're not on camera every day or anything like that. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, do, I'll do that. I'll do November this year. It's going to get awful, though. That's the thing. I would try the beard again if I wasn't on camera every day and had to go through that awkward phase, like between mm. it being an actual beard and just fluff, mm. ass fluff on my face. Right. Yeah. The I mean, it looks like you're just too lazy to shave and you go proper yeah. full beard. It's awkward. But growing it's easy. It making it not look rough or crap is the the hard bit because you can growing just go over grow and go over your mouth and you're like going yeah 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 like because growing you're, it's not easy. Unfortunately. Oh, sorry. For the, I'll, I'll speak about myself then. Sorry, yeah. pal. For the adults, it's easy. <laughs> oh, bless I you. couldn't be asked with it because, like, at the sides there, I, I, I was trying to initially grow a, a, a cheaty ass candle bar, but it wasn't quite coming in as quick as the top was. So I was like, I'll just shave it off, but I didn't know where to go. That sort of it bamboozled me, that side of it. Like, where to, where to cut it off and, oh, just too when much hassle. Because sometimes if I've let mine get a bit scraggly, it actually hurts a little bit when I electric razor it because it's too long. What method did you use to shave yours off, Ross, once you'd decided enough was enough? Uh, I actually used my pube trimmer and washed it down, obviously. <laughs> but um, right. to, avoid, to avoid that sort of nickage, I used yeah. my, my pube trimmer. Right, fair enough, fair enough. And then gave it a wet shave afterwards. Right. Obviously, wipe down the pube. Yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah, of course. Well, now you said it twice, we believe you. <laughs> lemon and oh, here we go. Lemon and mascarpone cheesecake or Eric Biscoff cheesecake. Oh. I'm saying lemon. And, oh, I want some now. God. I'll give the yeah. Biscoff. No, it's Biscoff all day, isn't it? Ooh. If we finish this, yeah, good. The shops will be open. <laughs> anyway, I'll, I'll, I digress. Jack's, cla- <laughs> Jack's classmate James <laughs> or Jack's friend Creature? <laughs> What's that? I need oh, a bit of a reminder for that one. Creature. I mentioned this. I think it was I think it was Adam who was on instead of Ross. Yeah, so there was a lad at my uh, uni who was one of our pals. He was in the group. He, was in the, he wasn't... We didn't victimise him. He, he was in on the joke. I just want to make that very clear. Anyway, his nickname was Creature. Um... Why? Because he, he's just a bit of a creature, wasn't he? He worked in the... But he's he worked, in on the joke. <laughs> <laughs> he was. He loved it. He bloody loved it. He was... <laughs> he was... Um, he worked in the kitchen at the in the college bar. And sometimes he'd just peek out the hatch like a little creature to see which one of the lads was there. Like, oh, you're right, man. So, he's from Borough as well, so it helps. <laughs> I've not talked to him for a while, actually. You're I'm lucky not... no one from Borough watches this. I'm going for him anyway. I'll go for him because I feel bad now. And James has got enough glory on this podcast. Yeah. He's got past the torch. James all day long. I think you might have been the first, <laughs> the first recur... I don't want to say recurring joke, but like the first recurring character yeah. on the podcast. Uh, the, first recurring look, podcast the first recurring joke was just doing a podcast every week. I'll just can have, <laughs> have a quick look on James's Facebook. He doesn't. Really, I don't think he's updated it for years, and he's not. I'm not friends with him on there, but I'll see if he's done anything. Oh, you're not friends with him? That's a shock. No, I'm not friends with James. I knew him in primary school before Facebook was a thing. Yeah. See what he's up to. It'd be good if someone sent a message in from Middlesbrough complaining about what Jack said and like every word was misspelled. I think he's. At least changed his profile picture. Fair enough. Get it? Let's have a look. Nope. <laughs> yeah. Gives all his details. <coughs> He's single. 
that's about that's about all I can reveal. Yeah, I'll go a creature. That's all I could see. He was very private profile. Yeah. James. James. <laughs> Mafu falling off his chair or Mafu's tribute to Sandman? I'll I'll put Mafu's tribute to Sandman than, better than any video I've ever made in my life. I'll go for the falling off the chair slightly because it was a bit crap, which is the, the level we're at, not not outright violence. I find it quite difficult, Matthew, to watch the Sandman one, actually, but... Yeah, I'll, oh, I'll, really? go, for, I'll, go, for, I'll go for the Sandman one because I still can't believe you actually, you know, lost your own blood Why for the sake of the podcast. The end of it. Because I was panicking, side. Jack. Okay, um, right, right. Because I'm like, all right, I better do it. And Pajit is doing that thing where you should do it. I'm like, oh, I'm, on, I'm on gonna be it's going to be on YouTube. I'm glad I, I wasn't better not mess life. it up because someone could put me in a stupid video series. <laughs> and I went, all right. I'm like, Sandman lyrics. And then I can't remember the lyrics to play. Enter Sandman. So I'm like, come on, Matthew. It's the most overplayed Metallica song in history. I'm like, oh, whatever. Just go and for it, Matthew. You know, knock yourself out with this. If Because if you go eh, like that and it doesn't break, you're going to like a wuss. So so bladed. Yeah, you're a real man. <laughs> yeah. All the rest of us at the time were like, yeah, well done, Matthew. That was awesome. I'm like, oh. <laughs> Thanks, lads. I, still, I had that cut in my, in my forehead for ages. Oh, my God. You're like Devon Dudley now. Yeah, right. Why was he the first one that came to mind when I was thinking of wrestlers with scars he, in the forehead? Because he has massive, yeah. massive gashes. Not the biggest one, those other. Like, Dusty's were massive, obviously. And yeah. I think um, it, it hurts if you do it like that. That's worse than doing it there, because this looks like your forehead. You look like Triple H's forehead if you do that, but so many yeah, people yeah. have done it. Like that. Aren't you meant to do it higher up as well by the hairline, not on your forehead? So it trickles down. Or yeah, do a flare and just get it, your face lifted so you can't see that was, bit of your head. <laughs> I thought it was meant to be hairline because the skin's thinner there and you can nick it more easily. There's that one it? vein in it. Oh! No! Oh, sorry. Cheese pizza. <laughs> the Mega Powers relationship advice of oh, a casualty fan. Oh, no, I love the Mega Powers relationship advice. What was the casualty fan about again? <coughs> the wrestler who was in no the episode of Casualty? They wrote in a couple of times. I remember yeah. that was an update. I'm going to have to, I'm sorry, casualty fan. I'm going to have to go for the Mega Powers. Mega Powers for me as well. Yeah. Jack's appearance in the new Ice Age film. <laughs> oh, right. Yeah. Thank, I remember. I have to think about that one. Or Jack awkwardly making eye contact with the man delivering his shoes. <laughs> uh, the Ice Age one was a classic rib from Adam Pacitti, so I'll go for that one. I've got no idea what these are either. So, <laughs> so Ross, Ross, I did a video back at What Culture where I was on Northumberland Street and I was getting my legs waxed by members of the public. Mm. I also had to walk around and ask them if they wanted a picture with me, as if I was like a big deal. And um, and there was a group of there's a. <laughs> Group of bogans off camera, <laughs> <Hey>. <laughs> heckling me while I was doing it, and then going to Pachi like, "What's he doing, like? What's this for?" And I was mm. like, "Oh my god!" There was one woman in particular who was proper at the front of it, and Pachi was like, "Oh, he's going to be in the new Ice Age. He's going to be in Ice Age 3. And they were like, "Oh yeah, are you in the new Ice Age, like?" <laughs> and then for a little joke at the end of the video, as I was doing my outro, I went, "Thanks very much for watching. Catch the new Ice Age when it gets in cinemas." And then Pachi cut every other mention of Ice Age from the video. <laughs> So at the end of the video, it's just me going, catch the new Ice Age, by the way. <laughs> so that one by a country mile. Yeah, I'll go for that one as well. <laughs> Owen's cameo appearance or Richard Tubman's cameo appearance? As great as Tubman is every episode behind the scenes, I liked Owen 
coming in and being a dick because I just sent him a message going, you've got that title right. You've got that. You're holding it like Mike Awesome in the background there. Go on. Get it, all, get it going there and just be a dick to Jack. And he came in and was like, yeah, I don't know what I'm doing here. Yeah, Jack, you suck, boo. And he was like, yes. Because that was then going, why are you doing this? Why not? Honestly, honestly, lads, why, why are you doing this? And I'm like, I, I don't know, Jack. I don't know. He's just decided of his own, own volition to come out there and be a dick. I'm going for Richard. Uh, <laughs> preferred his cameo, actually. I'll go for Owen. He set the cat among the pigeons, didn't he, every single time he came on? He did, and then he lost, and he was never seen again. <laughs> He's still got my bloody title, though. Nobby. Ross is the champion now, yeah. All I can right. actually see it from where I'm sat. He's got a hostage. Look at him. A smug man. Oh, he's appearing again. <laughs> oh, he's just been a dick. Oh. Anyway. Mafu's Germany expertise. Jack's Puro expertise. Oh, get done. Or Ross's Home Bargains expertise. Well, I've been to Home Bargains more than I've been to any of the other two, so I'll go with that. I'll go for Home Bargains. I'll go for Home Bargains as well. (laughs) (laughs) You've done it now. You've gone and made a big mistake. Or awesome his his name. All his victims feel the pain. Draw with an awesome bomb. You go down. You never come up. That one. Awesome. Because they bloody said... Thank you. He's back again. Um, look how happy he is that he's won. Um, because they bloody censored the Kid Rock uh, American Badass on the SmackDown that I watched with Tom. So it's like the, the audio changes completely and it's like, you've done it now. I'm like, what? Mm. Oh, right. Wow. What a great podcast. Or oh, woof, woof, moo, moo. I don't see the hilarity in any of those statements, but if I had to pick one, <laughs> woof, woof, moo, moo, because I can at least explain, wow, what a great podcast. I'll go for what a great podcast. I like it. I like it as a regular thing. Wow, what a great podcast. The first time you did it, unintentionally, <laughs> by the way, it was a great podcast moment. Yeah, it was. Because that was Matthew trying to be a super <laughs> serious presenter, I think. And it came out sounding like the exact opposite. <laughs> I clearly been like watching... Of the shows and be like, all right, look, sound professionals say, well, we've had a nice podcast, but now there's a there's a there's an end bit, and then we all go home, boys and girls. <laughs> and then it was like, wow, what a great podcast! You two were like, what? What did you just say? It's just the the salty of the wow. <laughs> what a great, what a great podcast! podcast. <laughs> like, are you all right, Matthew? Ross's black jeans or Ross's Rusev tweet T-shirt. I like Ross's black jeans. It's just for the flex. I'll go for the jeans as well, but it's close. I'll go for the jeans as well. Got them on right now. Mm. Got them on right now. <laughs> Tell me what you're wearing. <laughs> a smile whenever you're around. <laughs> oh, it's a tough one. Dave Benson Phillips or Neil Buchanan? <sighs> May I wear? Um, Neil. Because he did more shows than Dave. Neil did Art Attack at Finders Keepers, I think. Oh, oh and uh, Are You Afraid of the Dark? Or, no. Yeah, anyway. Say, yeah, carry on. Say stuff. I need to find out what that show was. I'll, I'll go for Neil because uh, he's actually got a skill, hasn't he? Whereas Dave, <laughs> just a loud man. Um, not to knock Dave Benson Phillips at all, but I'll go for Neil. And he's Banksy as well, isn't he? So... Gargan yeah. props for that. 
Neil went down in my estimations when I saw him play live at Freshers in 2011 with his rock band, Marseille. Mm. So D- DBP all day long, not least because myself and Adam are, are actual canon in the story of Dave Benson Phillips because our scathing words got used in a, an advert for something he was doing or something like his YouTube channel or something like that. There was a hint of the Kevin Keegan promo there as well. He went, he he went down, down in my head. estimation. He did, yeah. mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Will you say that to a man like Pat Sharp? <laughs> <laughs> Pat Sharp can get in the bin as well. Yeah. Dirty old man. Playing adult fun house with young yeah. university girls. Yeah. Taking shots out their mouths and then passing it on from his mouth to another mouth. Dirty man. Dirty pig. <laughs> <laughs> we had Timchy Strider and I've got nothing to really say about it. Also, Neil Buchanan was in It's a Mystery. It was a show that gave me nightmares as a kid. And Zap as Smarty Artie. How can mm. I forget that? Anyway, um, Puppet Jack, the paper version with the England shirt. God, I don't remember that. That I printed. That was the original version because you weren't wow. here. So I went and printed off a picture of you at work, pretending it was an important document. And um, they were selling them at Little because it must have been 2018 because the World Cup. Yeah. Uh, with a little, it was just a little England shirt. Like, that was it. But I was big as that to put over oh, your fingers. Uh, now I remember seeing it going, why, why does that exist? I better so, buy it and find out. So I bought it and then went, Jack's not going to be here. And I went, I've got it. The little picture of you. And then it was just, that was like me going, Hey, I'm not here right now, but I love this here that I love Yoshi. They're women's wrestling and whatever I was saying to you. Yeah, yeah. No, yeah or, I'll go for the. I'll go for the. Yeah. Or Puppet Jack V1. I thought it was going to be the, the proper Puppet Jack. Yeah. It's got to be the proper one. Unfortunately, sorry, Matthew. We, were, for, gi- we, we were gifted that in Las Vegas, and it was brilliant. We very, were. very good gift. As much as I appreciate the gift, I've got to go for OG Puppet Jack because oh. the mis- the mysterious hole. That appeared where his mouth was on the picture. I remember this now. Oh, yeah, because I think I had to bend it because there was a little thing right. there. And I thought <laughs> right, I was going to put right. a little bit of plastic yeah, through his yeah, mouth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Instead, there was a hole there, and everyone went, what have you been doing to pay for Jack? <laughs> I went, what? No. We're just friends. <laughs> um, I think at one point, didn't we put the headphones on him? So at one podcast, we like, right, because you weren't here. It's like, right, go on then. Uh, what do you think? no idea. Anyway. Seth Rollins' cackle or Jack, Jake Hager's hair? Oh. It's got to be hair. It's hair, it's hair. It's Jake Hager's it's, hair? It's, it's hair all day long. Yeah. yeah. Aldi Taurus Dark Fruits or Little Black Spiced Rum? Is this oh. a Ross one? Oh, no, I, I, I didn't say the Black Spiced Rum gets my vote. I'll go for this. Spice rum? Is this a, is this your one of your things, Ross? I don't know. I don't think I've ever had black spice uh, the, 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 the rum from Lidl. I'll go I for think he's just comparing the two things because I bigged up the black spice rum. Oh, right. And then you've bigged up the, the Taurus. I'll go for Taurus. It just tasted like Strongbow. Tasted like the actual thing. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. Try and find out what it was called because obviously it's a knockoff of Kraken and this is called Li- Liberty. Liberté, but it's got an E on the end. Mm. and not, you know, big fish and something like that. <laughs> the Irishman in Biker Morrison's or the cheeky guy in Jack's local corner shop? The cheeky guy in my local corner shop? Yeah, the guy who's like, has a bit of a crack, uh, he's yeah, a bit yeah. of a, hey, Jack. Aye, uh, yes. <laughs> he doesn't know my name. Oh. I'm going with the Irishman in Biker Morrison's because Ross telling of it was amazing. 
I'll go for the Irishman as well because the last time I saw the man in my corner shop, he was actually a bit more subdued. I hope nothing's happened. He didn't have any crack at all. You watch this show. <laughs> I'll go for the Irishman as well because it always t- like never judge a book by its cover or first impressions aren't always this whatever that saying is. You know what I mean? Yeah, not not because he was Irish, by the way. If you haven't seen the story, it's because he was he was making Ross very uncomfortable. That's yeah. Calling the Irishman, it's like no, no, don't judge him by his cover. <laughs> <laughs> like, no, 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 no. Yeah, just the first time I met him, just to put context on this, he shouted, "King Ross, what culture?" in the midst in the midst of a pre-Christmas packed self-checkout <laughs> section at Morrison's, and everyone turned around and looked, and I died. <laughs> Before that, he was going, "Danny boy, Danny boy." Mafu <laughs> um, nominating retail workers or the hall for the, oh, sorry for the Hall of Fame. Or Jack nominating the concept of music. <laughs> Look, I meant what I meant about the retail workers. Jack was just like, you know what? I'm just thinking about how great music was. I'm like, you th- yeah, how long have you think of that, Jack? Oh, about five seconds ago, and I realised I didn't have anything for the Hall of Fame. Right? Okay. Anything can be anything can be art in this world. So I'm going to stick with my very pretentious nomination of music. Yeah, I'll go for music as well. Oh, nice. <laughs> Uh, the quote, in a way, or not the way. <laughs> in a way. <laughs> that's very Pacini. That's very David Brent, that. That's why yeah. I'm saying it's Pacini. I'm saying not the way, because I'll that say, tweet is still funny. I'll say in a way. There's been times when me and Pacini have done a live stream, ages ago now, obviously, where someone said, one of us has said something, and the other one's, it sounds a bit dodgy, so the other one's gone, in a way. And that that's our little private signal to each other that we're being silly. Ross. God, you got a connection with Adam. Jealous. Well, this was a while ago now. <laughs> I'll go for the other one because Pete Dunn and Twitter and that and stuff. Yeah. Mafu's wall of dogs. Oh, Sally the giraffe. I love Mafu's wall of dogs and expression. There's Truffle. How you doing? Truffle? Uh, yeah. A lovely That's, name. Isn't it a great name? Ah, she was delicious. Uh, <laughs> what have you got, Jack? The giraffe. Oh, I'm going to go for the dogs, me. Much prefer dogs to giraffes. Ah, these are Even wooden ones. <laughs> I've, lads, I've just got a lads. I've just got a message from Mike, the chicken man from Coop. And he just messaged me saying, "Just listen to the podcast." God, and we don't talk regularly, so I, this is this is a mad coincidence. Oh, he's linked me to a video of some Pokemon YouTubers made a video of a billion lions versus ah. Uh, uh, can I just ask on the podcast, is the, are the dentists still open? Well, it made, depends where you are. I made my yearly checkup, obviously, this time last year, and I've just got a text saying your appointment with, with Booper Dental Care is on the 19th that will go ahead. Hmm. If they've told you they're going to be open, I'm guessing that's uh, I don't indication. Know if, I don't know if the dentists are open, are they? Because, uh, well, if they've said that, yeah, because with the DVLA, because I had my the driving test that I was going to have, they said the thing saying, no, nothing's open. Don't come in. Sort off. Just ignore all correspondence from us. We'll let you know when we're open. So the fact that I've sent you that saying, yeah, we will be open, I'd say it was a yes. Oh. I'm just telling Mike he's going to be on this podcast now. Chicken, and, and chicken it, everyone. Newcastle's finest chicken. Tell him he needs to get like Ribera Steakhouse jacket sorted, but Coop instead for us. Yeah, lads. yeah, yeah. Well, he'll watch this, hopefully. I know. See. Sort out my mic. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Stephen tries... Or Jack's basketball arch nemesis. Oh, aye, Dave, yeah. I like the arch nemesis. 
Uh, he's emailed me a few times, so I'll probably have to go for him. But obviously, in not choosing Stephen Tries, I'm very limiting the chances of a, an eventual collaboration between us and him. But I'll well, go for basketball, Nemesis. In the name of that, I'll go for Stephen Tries because I still don't understand why he followed me and us back then. I think he follows us more than just me, doesn't he? Yeah, he's a wrestling fan, isn't he? I don't know. I don't think he is. <laughs> she, keep, she keeps it very private. We'll have to try and get it out of him. How uh, do we get out? How do we do it? How do we make this man out there as a wrestling fan? He's a big star now. I know. Like Lewis Capaldi, who just admits that he's... He just admits it. Be more like Lewis Capaldi, Stephen. Yeah, you coward. <laughs> Nick and our Reese's Pieces. I'm joking. <laughs> He had, that thing, he had that thing on the podcast and then gave us a bit of sass, even though we didn't give any sass to him. I did, I did. Did you? You, you oh, did yes, give a bit of sass, in fairness. I was me. I was egged on by Tom Campbell. Oh, dear. Oh, me. that rebel rouser. <laughs> oh, he is, man. Oh, he is. Yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. Oh, he is, though, mate. But it's good because he has that way of saying something. And you go, that's great advice. And then you do it and you go, oh, that was bad advice. And you look over, he's in the corner going, hey. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Uh, the noise Matthew makes at the start of each segment oh. or the noises Ross makes reacting to a pay-per-view card. Yeah. <sighs> I pick Ross because it makes me laugh. I'll pick Matthew's because um, because I feel like it's the glue. It's the it's the train tracks. It, it keeps the podcast moving along. I'll go for Matthew as well because it fills me with reassurance and it, it calms me down at the start of the segment. Gets my feet oh. under the table, so to speak. Before we start speaking words. Lovely. Oh. Guys, Mike's got some new stuff in. He's just said. Oh, what's he's, he got? Don't know, he's left it vague, but he's told me to let you know. Oh, fun, fun, thank you. Did, you. did he just say new stuff? Aye. Wait, is, is Mike clickbaiting <laughs> No, it's chicken. Uh, It'll be chicken based. Illegal based. drugs, eh? No. <laughs> It'll be chicken based. Chicken based cocaine? No, and then he finished it with a cool peace sign emoji. Maybe they were rails. I think he said. I think he said he'll. This makes it sound even more dodgy. He's been really nice because obviously we plug him sometimes. He said, "Tell the guys that we've got some new stuff. So if they ever want to pop uh, an order in, let me know, and I'll look after you guys as normal." And that's lovely. Yeah. Of him to say. But but he said, but that makes it sound even more shady, doesn't it? <laughs> I'll, I'll I'll look after you if you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. See, I'm not going to say anything because I appreciate that. So I'm going to even mock him. Like, thank you. I know I'm not mocking. It. It's delicious chicken. But it really is delicious it, chicken. It, it actually, is unbelievable chicken. It's I actually very cooking. good. And there's no drugs in it, as far as we know. You no, know what? I'm I'm going to yeah. order some tonight. After this. I might have a coupe tea tonight. I'm going to have a coupe tea. Too. How do you get it delivered these days? Is it on Deliveroo? I think Uber Eats is the way to go. Uber Eats is the way. <laughs> Deliveroo <laughs> is not the way. <laughs> Just giving him a full advert in the podcast. He deserves it. Does he, he, does, does. he does. He does. The he local does. business. And Nando's, right? Nando's, everybody, who isn't from Newcastle. They opened a shop just across the road from Coop. Oh, Those poo houses. Disgusting conduct from Nando's. So They've support... already got two Nando's anyway in Newcastle. Exactly. Support Coop Chicken. Mm. Support Indie Wrestling. <laughs> Get the shirt. Support Chicken. <laughs> Get a tattoo of two chicken bones like that. Yeah. <laughs> Finally, leader Adam Pacitti or Big Mama Botch? Oh, I'm definitely um, picking me, Mum. I'm pick, I'm like, pick. I've like rosters on the Hall of Fame. No, it was me. And and it was the oh, whatever. Oh, I sorry, I made a massive mistake there. Yeah, I'll go for I'll go for your man. That siren. Is oh, Jack. Deafening. Yeah, it's just gone past. Yeah. Thank uh, you I'll go for Big Big Mama Botch, my pen pal back in the day. That's Sent right. me a lovely dog. 
I'm glad to hear it. A cardboard dog that I had to build for oh, life. Right, right, right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure there are lots of things I've missed. Nah, he covered everything. But that means there can be another round in the future. Either from me or someone else could do a better job, like how Mafu took over Botchamania. Damn right. Many things for all of the content you provide day in and day out. Many thanks, Many thanks say, maybe, Renault yeah. Manergy. Especially in such a difficult and challenging time. I'll keep watching the podcast for as long as you keep making them. Lots of love, Liz and you. Is that, <laughs> <laughs> that one got us. That actually got us, thank you. Sorry, Mafu. Oh, I couldn't resist making you read a fake name. All the best. Uh, it's Callum with one L. So I'm not sure if it's Callum or Calum. From Edinburgh, home of the Mankey Swan Graffiti. Yes, yes Jack. I actually am from there. <laughs> uh, I actually reckon it probably is Callum, but what I will say is he's got a yeah. tremendous grasp of the the law and the fabric of this podcast. He yeah, absolutely is. He remembers the Mankey Swan Graffiti. Oh, oh good times. Well, that was a very big Reese's Pieces. Hope you're still here watching it and listening to it. And if not, well, you're not hearing this, are you? But if you have any, please send them to Coop Chicken, Newcastle <laughs> Button Time. Mmm, Uber Eats, finger That's licking good. good. Uh, Mailbagacallhook.com. It's Cultaholics. The question. Wow. What a great podcast. Mmm. It's only going to get greater with the big question. Who has got the best spear in all of wrestling? Before we do this, I'm quite worried because I've just remembered a tweet that someone sent me and Tom where we are discussing who has a good spear and they thought, and their girlfriend thought that we were talking about something else. And then it's just me and Tom going, pretty nice spear actually. He's not got as good as spear and it just sounds very, very dirty when you start looking at it that way. I appreciate the compliment, but it was me and you, Jack, on the video, not you. No! <laughs> no! Why is everything I'm about sorry. me? I'm Why so is sorry. everything, everything about me so, like, not re- memorable at all? <laughs> I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. <laughs> Literally everything about no, me. No, it's not. I'm sorry, Ross. Nobody wait, 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 remembers. When was in this? My, in my defense. Tuesday. I've, Tuesday. Tuesday. The video. It's Thursday it's today. Thursday in, my, now. in my defense, I've been doing the news, right, four days a week while Adam's uh-huh. been on this silly Twitch schedule. And I've three out of the four days is with Tom, and one's with Ross. So I've obviously just tried to play the odds there. It's not worked out. <laughs> Sorry, Ross. It's okay. Thanks. <laughs> Should we talk about Spears then? The contenders have got to be Goldberg, Roman yeah. Reigns, yeah. Rhino. Yeah? Yeah, Rhino is going to be my pick. Does that count? Is it going not with what? Oh, sh- I counted, damn it. Okay, fair enough. Pr- Jason the Primate Prime. Yeah, he's a yeah. contender. Primate, yeah. Uh, who else is a contender? Mike Orson would do the spear occasionally. He would. His was more like edges, though, wasn't it? A bit more huggish. Well, yeah, because there's ways of doing it. There's ways like doing it Goldberg style, where you concuss yourself and nothing because you're hard. <laughs> uh, Bobby but... Lashley. Oh, he does a flip reverse, oh. doesn't he? Spins yeah. in the air. I feel like Moose does that as well. Yes. Um, Christian, as as tribute to Edge, uh, a loving tribute to Poison. Um, yeah, some good ones. Is there not someone else who does a goal? Maybe I can't think. There probably are a few of us, but oh, Gilberg. Mm. I love Gilberg. Okay, he's having a great time. You can't argue with that. Yeah, living his best life. So, in terms of uh, the best show. spear, 
Big Shows was like a. Oh, a he did du- do them. Sorry, I thought he was talking about A duck and shoulder tackle. One of Big Shows. Uh, it was all, weird. It was yeah. yeah. And there were more fo- uh, rugby players who would do it. Because that would make sense, wouldn't it? All yeah, of it them. Yeah. Just a normal rugby tackle, innit? Yeah. Goldberg's was amazing because it was the build up, the anticipation of that. The uh, the bee of the bang, as you say back in the day. It's like, oh, he get that. He's a certain distance away, and he'd be like, it'd land off of the, oh, here it comes. You know, the anticipation of that was awesome. Edge wouldn't do that as much. It would just be Edge doing his move. And later on, towards the end of his career, would become the running hug. Uh, so it's tempting to say Goldbergs, but at the same time going like, oh, wrestling, bad, people getting hit. Who am I kidding? In 98, it was awesome seeing him do that to, to big lads like Hugh Morris and lumps like Al Green, who were hired just to take the spear. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? I'm saying Goldberg. Oh. Damn it. How about you, Jack? I, I've, I've got to go for Goldberg as well. Oh, another, okay. I'll, I'll, but I'll, to fill in a bit, I'll provide another top tier Goldberg spear. Uh, was it Jericho that he speared through the pod in the Elimination Chamber? Yeah. Love yes. it. Yeah, fantastic. It's one Ross. of two. It's one of two for me. It's either Goldberg or it's Reigns, right? Oh, Reigns! Peak. I think peak prime Goldberg trumps Reigns. Just, just um, thinking about that one against Christian, where he just murders him on Raw. Oh, oh la la! Just yeah, Goldberg. <coughs> See, I like Roman Reigns, but the spear always feels like an anticlimactic finish to me. A lot of the the we finishes now are like, okay, your secondary was it your primary move. I would do the games. The primary move is more devastating looking than the finish. Like mm. Styles Clash is AJ Styles' finishing move. It's his primary. But then the forearms, like his finisher. I'm like, wait a minute. I'll, I'll take has, the forearm before I take the Styles Clash, mate. Has Reigns been? Um, has he been using the spear less? Yes, he's been doing the triangle. What's it called? The guillotine. Sorry, the, the guillotine. That's the one. He's been using mm. that more, hasn't he? Fair enough. Well, it makes sense, I suppose. You don't want a big, exciting move. Mm. Uh, exactly, Jack. You get it. Smart like wrestler. Good, it's a good one. It's a good spear, but I feel like Goldberg's is more <laughs> more dangerous, <laughs> which isn't great, but looks good, I suppose. Yeah, it's like, ask, it's like saying, why do you prefer this sweet over that one? Well, there's just way more sugar in this one. <laughs> Matthew, Johnny Gargano's got one that he does through the ropes. Oh, does he? Ah, he does. Oh, is it good? Yeah. Oh, good. <laughs> Happy for him. Does it get? The, does it end the match or does it the opponent kick out? It doesn't end the match, no. Ah, uh, does it not? No. Oh. So not Johnny Gargano's then. Was it Goldberg if we decided it's Goldberg? It's a difficult move to pull off, that one, for Johnny Gargano. Yeah, he's got time yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. Difficult. Making life hard for himself. I like it. <laughs> Goldberg's is the best one. I feel like we're not going to get any. Yeah, yeah. Fair enough. Then that was, did he that call was it? The, he's the person who gave it the name, right? The spear. I remember it being called the spear before Goldberg. No way. Really? Oh, like a running football tackle. Sure. I just, I just assumed that in sports like rugby and, and American football, it was known as a spear tackle. But I don't know now. Well, it's such a big part of football. Things I think would their words, 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 because it's such a common thing to do in football and rugby. You think? Hang on now. The term spear tackle has been used since at least 1995. Oh, by who? Rugby Union, World Rugby. Oh, okay. 
I found that remarkably clear. I'm really pleased with You myself. did. Well done, mate. <laughs> yeah. Okay, well, thank you for clarifying that. I think we've said everything we need to say about Spears because we're nearing the three-hour mark of Corner Audacity. <laughs> so any other excitement things like the first Spear was made by Jimmy Spear in Japan? No, no. Okay, great. In that case then, I think now is a perfect time to wrap this up and go raid someone else's uh, podcast with uh, with Matthew Jack Ross and our friends Diddley and Diddlerine. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> As a reminder, next week we will be... God help us. No, we're not. That we're plans, not. Plans changed. No, that needs to be a standalone YouTube video, not a Twitch stream. Okay, I'll, I'll say that instead. As a standalone YouTube video... That's not happening next week either because I'm off. Okay. <laughs> Nothing is happening next week. <laughs> Matthew, because Ross Sod is off... and all you've looked forward to. Because Ross is off next week, we've got a new guest on the pod. Is it Owen? It's not Owen. Andrew? It's Andrew, yeah. Yes! I thought it was going to take you longer. Get in! I thought it was... All right, no offence to Ross or anything. <laughs> Again, oh, it's just... Ross nothing, is established. Nothing, nothing, I, nothing I do is memorable. Don't no, not, you dare I do am, that. No, 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 no. no, 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 no. I'm not established on this because whenever I take a break, whoever replaces me always gets a massive, like, oh, I wish they were on all the time. But not makes at me, the expense of you. Makes me feel wonderful. Would, oh, in fact, Ross. I've, no, uh, Ross, I've seen comments before that say, wish it was more blah, 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 but it never says, and less Ross. It just means that they wish they were on more. Hmm. It does, it does, it does. Mm. <laughs> no. Don't worry, Andrew doesn't know anything about wrestling. So it does, when you Matthew... come back the next week, it's going to be, thank God, someone who can spell WWE has returned. <laughs> no, because I I was told, I mentioned this actually, I said, Matthew reckons that Andrew just knows nothing about wrestling on that thing he did with Tom. And then I asked around and it emerged that Andrew, the first time you said something and he got it wrong, that was Andrew deliberately trying to be sarcastic, but because you didn't get it, and because what? he's so, and because he's so nice, he just couldn't. Then every so time he lied to me. So every time, no, he's trying. We to did be a sarc- we did a watch on for three hours, and that was at the start of it, and he didn't say anything. Well, because and then because so every time you went, that's Bob Holly. Do you know who that is? He'd go, yeah, yeah, and then that led to you saying, do you know Andrew knows who Bob Holly is, but he doesn't know who. Like her angle is, and he I was like, played me like a fiddle. He didn't, I didn't even know this. <laughs> Did you think he told me? By the way, Matthew, I do know who Benoit is. Well, he's too nice. That's the thing. He wouldn't say that. He wouldn't want to make it awkward. He's a snake in the grass. He's I've been going around deliberate. telling me this. I told this. I told this on the podcast. He's not done this oh, deliberately. No, he's not done this deliberately. This will have because we know what Andrew's like. He I'm going to log just... in on an alternate YouTube account and downvote next week's episode and. Log in as somebody else and go, Ross should be back. <laughs> I miss Ross. Who is oh, this well, guy? Next week's going to be fun for me to sort out then, isn't it? That's thank you. Game. No, yeah, thank no, you for saying this now. No, because said, Matthew, he didn't, because you got totally the wrong end of the stick. He didn't do it. He wouldn't have done it maliciously. Uh-huh. He, was, he would have done it because he's too nice to say, oh, I'm only joking. You're wrong. I mean, you are right and everything, but it's a bit oh. awkward when everyone else has learned this and I'm the last to be told. Oh, I forgot to tell you. I, no one's been... <laughs> no, I, <laughs> anyway, anyway, wow, what a great friggin' podcast next week. Ross is going to be miserable. I'm going to be miserable. And Andrew's going to have the time of his life. So be sure to check that out. Uh, if you're still paying attention, you can go to the a magnificent Hall of Fame and cast your vote at patreon.com forward slash cultaholic. And all the usual flavours of indifference can be tasted in the mailbag at mailbag at cultaholic.com. For now, Jack, what do you have to get people prepared until next week? 
Football Manager on the Twitch, Wednesdays at 6pm, so that is next week. And for people asking if my new series to replace Wrestlers of the Week is coming along, it'll be here within a week or two. I don't want to put a definitive date on it, but it's going to be here soon. So there we go. And the same thing to you, Ross. Yeah, I'll be streaming FIFA on Sunday, not Friday night anymore, because to be honest with you, all the popular ones do it on Friday nights, so and nobody watches me, so it makes more sense to do it and more people would watch, which is a Sunday. Um, so yeah, me and Sam will be doing a news video on Saturday, graded for SmackDown, WTF moments for SmackDown, and I think a tier list for surprise Royal Rumble entrance will also be going out this weekend. Ooh. But don't, 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 that, that, it might not as well, so just in case it doesn't, <laughs> yeah, Matthew? <laughs> <laughs> I like that. So will it, be, will it be streaming for five hours again? Yeah, I just I like sitting there on a Sunday up until the football starts. It's quite a nice way to pass the time of day. Because as I say, during these lockdown, lockdown times, I'm in, I'm in my little one-bedroom flat on my own and it's bloody miserable, so it is. So I'd rather be doing something productive. Fair enough. Of course, and we all agree, which is why I also stream Saturdays at 6 p.m. I did Cuphead last time, got right at the end, and I was just full of furious, vibrating energy at playing that game. So I went, I'm calling it quits. Why, Matthew, you're near the end? Because I'm going to point something soon. <laughs> so maybe we'll see the end of that. Or maybe I'll just pretend I broke the game. Who knows? You have to tune in to find out at twitch.tv forward slash cultaholic. But for now, we've taken up a lot of your time. Good job you haven't wasted it. So 10 things. Please put your hands down my pants and I bet you'll feel nuts. Yes, up to the camera. Yes, I've and, and you're getting, getting two, two thumbs, thumbs up. up. You've had in. And say the, the famous line, three, two, one, join us. Join us. us. Join us. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health-monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. For all the wrestling headlines in just 10 minutes, search Cultaholic Wrestling News on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts from. <laughs> 